Whoa. Whoa, what's up, man? Hey, it's all good, man. Welcome, everybody, for tuning in and, and joining us in episode 20 of the Woody Podcast, man. A lot going on, a lot to talk about today. And we have uh, a repeat visitor, the you know, the brother of the family, Mr. OG Pook, again with us today, man. What's going on with you, Pook? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Doing great, man. All good, man. All good. A lot of big things going on, man. Um, how you, how you feeling? How we how we looking? How we looking this week? Oh man, um, I'm feeling awesome, man. Uh, luckily, I went to go get my haircut right before I hopped up on this thing, so I'm feeling, you know, I feel like a new man already. But um, you know, uh, holidays coming in, you know, got all the. Christmas shopping done for the kids, so I can't complain right now, man. Hey, got the madness out of the way. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, my I birthday just coming my Christmas up. Shop. Yes, sir. The poop day is coming up. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? What you got plans already? Or what are we doing? Um, <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna go with the flow, man. Um. You know, uh, usually I don't, I never really plan my birthday ever in my life. So it's like, you know, and plus the benefit of my birthday, I got December 30th, 31st and, you know, New Year's, of course. So, you know, I celebrate for three days, you know. I'm about to say my man bringing in a new year right every single year. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Bringing that thing in right. But yeah, man, just happy early birthday to you on the podcast. Just want to send that shout out to you. Sir, appreciate that, fellas. Thank y'all. Oh, yeah. But yeah, man, like everybody knows on the podcast, it's music and then some. We're going to start off with some music uh, today. And first, we're going to touch on this Free Larry Hoover concert with Kanye West and Drake. Let's talk about it. He is the uh, fan here. <laughs> um, what, what was your thoughts be when you first, you know, saw this come come about? When I first saw the concert, uh, if yeah. I had to, re- oh, just rewinding back on how everything perspired, uh, just a lot of, uh, I don't know, just random stuff just kept coming up. Like you know, uh, the concert with Kanye and Drake. I think I don't know if the concert. The concert like dropped before they squashed their beef or after, but it was just like I don't see how they're gonna do a concert together when you know they talking spicy on you know each other's albums and stuff. But then you know of course uh, they released the Instagram post with Jay Prince and basically you know asking Drake, hey, like come and be a part of this movement and this this benefit concert that we're trying to throw. And then I'll say maybe two weeks later, Kanye uh, and Drake, a buddy, buddy, in Instagram post. So I'm just like, oh shit, okay. Um, don't know what type of games y'all playing, but I guess we're gonna see what this concert about to look like. But um, you want me to just tell you how I felt about the concert, or like, or what you want? How you want to do that? So when I my, my whole thing is, do you feel like it was genuine, like the not the concert, but just them two in in general, the whole pictures, the like you say, seeming buddy, buddy, um, seeming like it's squires. Do you think that's real? Or do you think you know it was just for the purpose of you know the culture and, and the concert and just you know the the event that was taking place? 
I, I, that shit that shit was fake like not for the concert i i believe the benefit for free and larry hoover is definitely real like the proceeds are probably definitely going to his legal case but as far as kanye and drake not a shit fake like they still hate each other drake is very petty like this is all done out of pettiness like you can't tell me like drake is just like oh we cool now buddy buddy you know, kanye probably the same thing with kanye you know? like i'm just i just feel like they probably just put egos to the side for uh, a cause and just tried to make it happen but uh, I I just didn't. I, I honestly wasn't buying it. You know, I felt the vibe in the concert was pretty lit. You know, their cohesion definitely was you know good as far as their performances. Mm-hmm. But as far as you know them as a collective, nah, <laughs> wasn't buying it. Okay. Okay. How you felt about it, Pooh? Uh, so I'm gonna say I kind of feel the same way as you, man. Um, cause you know, if you really know the history, it's like you don't shake back that fast from all the stuff that's transpired, you know what I'm saying? At all. Um, so, uh, I mean, just for like the world to view it, you know, I guess that's a, I guess that was kind of like a, a bright light, you know what I'm saying, to see two of the world's like best artists kind of like squash it, at least, you know, temporarily. You know what I'm saying? Because the culture be needing stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? That's just like when um, goddamn Gucci and uh, Jeezy did the verses or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it, it's some stuff like you know the world need to see, but I don't. I don't think their internal like you know spoils have been like completely settled. So yeah, it was just it was just weird. It was random, like just. Like the the timeline of it just was kind of off. Like you know, just throwing shots on each other's albums, or just like this whole petty beef that's been going on for years. It's not really like any street shit, or just any like real deal beef. I think it's just pettiness for you know uh, hierarchy, or just you know their placement in the game. But yeah, it's it's just I don't know. It just it just was what it was, you know. And I think you know both. Uh, fan bases just coexisted for that moment. You know, uh, I think most, most Drake fans are Kanye fans and vice versa. Cause that's just what it is. Like, you know, they both like kind of have this, this similar impact or just this similar, like thirst and hunger for the games. I mean, I, I liked it all the way through, like, you know, the concert, the first start off with Kanye and, you know, we, I'm, I'm more than sure all three of us here are diehard EA fans in, in some way, shape, or fashion. Like, he was playing hits, like, bangers, back-to-back. Back. Like, he started graduation and just went up, like, just going through his whole discography, like, just stuff we grew up on. So it it definitely, you know, was just one of those uh, kind of like a uh, – people try to, like, people try to make it into a versus, but I don't think that was the point of the concert because – I see why Drake will play CLB because like, it's not really his shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not really his concert. It's more of a Kanye, Kanye's event. So if I'm playing my bangers along with your shit, like I, it kind of, it doesn't take away from it, but it's just like, I would rather, I'd rather Drake play his CLB stuff. Cause it's like, that's the new stuff. And as a fan, I'd rather hear like your new shit. Like, you know, like play your new shit because I'm pretty sure he's trying to just probably just testing out some stuff for for touring, like you know, just seeing what works and what doesn't work. Like it worked for me. I didn't have a problem with him playing CLB. I mean, we all know his old stuff. I mean, we don't have to hear it every time, but 
that yay, that yay set was definitely a banger. I liked it. Except the choir in the beginning. Um, <laughs> why you gotta do Jesus like that, it was, it was up there for like 40 minutes, bro. <laughs> Man, had nothing to do with Jesus that night. <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. Um, but no, nah, I ain't gonna lie. I, I, um, I concur with y'all 100%. Um, I don't think everything is squash, but I do think that it was one of those things where it was just the purpose. Like, you had to just put your stuff to the side for this one moment um, because of, like, because of the purpose of the event. Which I'm fine with. I feel like that's kind of an adult thing. Like, that's one of the things I was like, yeah, what y'all arguing about? Y'all might have some real things going on, but at the end of the day, like, this is bigger than us. So, and it's a show, and it's for the people. So let's give the people what they want. Um, and that's the music. And so I feel like that's kind of what this was. I don't really see it as a, oh, we're like best friends and buddy buddy and things like that. You know, I think it was kind of one of those one of those mutual agreement situations. Like, all right, we're gonna be cool for this one night. Like, I'm gonna leave you alone for today, mm-hmm. and then tomorrow, don't don't expect don't expect a text from me type thing. Like, like that, you know? Because even the pictures that even the pictures that they took, like, I don't. It didn't seem like it was legit. Like, it was. It didn't seem like oh, we were real cool. We were just like. We're going to take this pic, you know, do this real quick, and then get in and go out our day. And yeah, it's that's all perfectly petty. fine. <laughs> it's all petty. Yeah, pretty much. like, and that's perfectly fine with me. I have no problem with that at all. Um, but I do, I do like the idea of the concert. Like, I actually did thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I'm kind of, I, I am like poop. I did not watch the whole thing. Couldn't, couldn't sit there couldn't sit that through it um but just the, the purpose of it like i just i i like that i feel like we as a coach need to do more things like that come together and support each other um instead of you know having the, these rap beefs and the music turn into something you know bigger and people losing their lives and things like that behind it like that's been going on a lot lately like because I don't know if y'all have seen, but like a lot of people been like a lot of people been dying. Hell yeah. Um, I'm still heard of behind so, Dolph. Yeah, bro, like Dolph, um Slim. Then it was uh It was Draco, right? Uh, Drake Yo, yeah, Drake Yo. Yeah. Um it was uh so, yeah, you said it was, was it Slim Slim four hundred? Yeah, Slim four hundred. Um, yeah, like, and it's, it's kind of, it's just crazy to me to think, like, people really out here losing their lives behind stuff, and it's like, people really, I don't think people really get it that, like, you don't come back. Like, I feel like everybody's goal is to go home, and, like, that's me, you know, I don't, I ain't, I don't be in, I don't be involved in stuff like that, but you never know what could happen whenever, whenever you step outside your house. And so, like, my whole thing is, like, man, I just want to go back home. I will work, have fun, laugh, and joke with people. But at the end of the day, I want to go back home. Um, and so I feel like to have 
you know, to benefit concert and just to show people coming together, no matter what your differences is or differences are, I should say, uh, for a common goal, for a bigger purpose. I like to see that. Right. Do I think, but do I think it was legit? Like, oh, we cool, cool? No. I want to ask y'all a question about, I guess, the the whole point of the, the concert, which is for the the free of Larry Hoover. Um, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we all well. Just for anybody who doesn't know, who Larry Hoover is uh, Larry Hoover is the co-founder of the Chicago Street Gang Gangster Disciples. Uh, he's currently serving six life sentences in prison. Uh, he was indicted in 1973. No, actually, yeah, for a murder in 1973 and received his license in 1997. And he's mm-hmm. currently, you know, 71 years old right now. Um, does, I'm, I'm not even going to go straight to the question. Being the fact that, you know, that this, this concert is to, you know, shed light on his situation and just uh, shed light on, I guess, the, I don't even know what, what it's shedding light on, to be honest, because I'm just I'm still trying to grasp the fact of, you know, what does freeing him do for not only the streets of Chicago, but what does it do for the streets in general? You know what I'm saying? I don't think like like Larry Hoover was to be released from prison. I don't think it makes no noise, to be honest, because him, honestly, him being released from prison, I don't think he wants shit to do with the streets no more. Like you've been you've been locked up that long. You're in solitary confinement all these years. Like you've basically been held against your will to even speak out. Like you can't even do interviews. You can't talk to nobody. No nothing. Like, like what does this really do for the streets right now? Because, like you said, like we were saying before, like you know, there's so many deaths going on in hip hop right now with Dolph, Slim, Four Hundred, Drakeo. Like it's just one by one. Like it's kind of getting a little, a little dark out here. You know what I'm saying? Like it's getting real bad in these streets. Not only even outside of the rap game, just uh, just everywhere. So. I think we're in a we're in an interesting space right now because uh hip hop music doesn't do shit for the streets no more. So nor does figures in that realm of street life or just anything to do with hip hop doesn't really help. Nor do kids these days I feel give a fuck about what the benefit of this concert is for. They don't care who Larry Hoover is. They don't even know probably don't even know who Larry Hoover is and they don't care to even learn who Larry Hoover is. So do y'all feel like this is really shedding light on anything or is it really just an attempt to make something happen, even though something might not even happen from it? Hmm. Uh, me personally, um, when I'd seen what the purpose of the concert were, was, I was just like, uh, in my honest opinion, it's like bullshit. Um, the only way I could see as far as like, uh, you know, uh, you see, you see his son doing this thing with, you know, being on BMF on the show and stuff like that, you know, which he's like uh, a popular, you know, figure in the culture right now. Um, <clears throat> the only thing I would say is like being a father, you know, I would, I would hope that, you know, he go and be able to like be out, be outside of jail and be with his son. But like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, cause I don't know the man's mindset. I, you know, I've never had a personal conversation with the dude or anything. So, um, you know, I don't. Besides, like him seeing his son outside of bars, I don't. I don't see what's the purpose personally. Um, like, you yeah, got, kinda, you got Ye kinda weird. and Drake 
you know what I'm saying, doing a whole concert. It's like two of the biggest musical artists ever. And like, <laughs> but that just goes to like- show <laughs> how much, you know, of a upscale criminal this man really is. Now, I hope nobody hit this and they come track my black ass down, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I but I don't I don't it makes no sense to me. It it does not cuz I'm like that's bullshit. <laughs> cuz if anything, if y'all felt that bad, the only person <laughs> and this this is funny. You know, I was I was thinking I was like they doing concerts for you know, Larry Hoover Man, y'all might as well do a concert for Joe Exotic, bro. What the hell? Hey, literally. <laughs> you feel me? Like, literally. Like, we 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 doing benefit concerts, okay? Like, shit, let's, let's free everybody. <laughs> for, for criminals, like, bro. Yo, fine. For criminals, bro. Like, what, what's going on in our country, man? That's that's crazy. But, um, yeah, that, that I, I couldn't believe it when I seen it. I'm just like, all right. But... You know, I hope he I hope he do get out and see his son before he fucking pass away or something, you know, be able to enjoy yeah. life with him, stuff like that. But I just hope he ain't. Yeah, because he's been, he been locked up for 48 years, I think. Yeah, it's 48 years, 49. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been in there for a long time. And, you know, I don't know the, the you know, what his case is or what he's being charged for, but I know murder is one of them and, you know, what he's done in the streets and pretty sure that ties into drugs and just all type of violence that probably tied into that. I don't really know. You know, I, I haven't watched BMF. Like I probably watched the episode or two, but I don't really know the story. Maybe I'll probably have a different insight once I finish it. But um, yeah, man, I, you know, I don't really know much about Larry Hoover. I don't know much about his story. I mean, you know, only time I heard about Larry Hoover was when Rick Ross had that song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the first time <laughs> I ever heard of him too. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell's Big Meech, Larry Hoover? The hell? Right. <laughs> first, I thought it was like you know some uh, white dude that owned like a bunch of car uh, dealerships or something. You know, Buku Money. You know what I'm saying? Which I guess you know he did have Buku Money when he was free, but you know I'm like, all right. For sure. <laughs> the black El Chapo. I know one thing I will say is like I notice a lot of people and this might be wrong, but it's not wrong as in me saying it, but wrong as in like culturally speaking. We you ever notice like we support black people who make it no matter how you make it. Like if when I say make it, I mean like financially stable enough to like support your family and others. So like whether you sell drugs or you play ball or you, you know, have your own business, whatever you do, if you are able in a position to like not only feed your people and take care of others, like we'll support you. So if you take like rappers, like you take like Dolph or you take like, um, What's the dude off American Gangster? Uh, that that Denzel played. Uh, Frank. Like, think like Frank Lucas. You think people like that? Um, uh, like a Tukey Williams. If you if you you know take it that far. I noticed when you watch all these documentaries, even though people like sold drugs or stuff they talked about wasn't like in the best light, or it was like 
a negative thing that they was involved in. They took care of people in their community to an extent. So like they were they were well respected and then people, you know, held them on this high pedestal and was like free them once they went to jail, even though everybody knew what you went to jail for was like illegal and you probably deserve to be back there. And I feel like it's kind of one of those situations where it's like, yeah, everybody know what he went to jail for, but it was a simple fact of like, he took care of people in his area. He, you know, he took care of his community to an extent of the people that he really like food with. So with that being said, it's like, you know, free him, this, that, and the third. Um, and at the same time, I notice a lot of people try to look at old heads like maybe if old head took the time out and was actually free, they could low key speak to some of the, these younger kids, these, the, the younger kids in the streets, and be like, "Don't not not saying tell them don't do this, but at least be that be that person who could like step in and be like, yo, like y'all chill out." They ain't trying to hear that. Yeah, and, and, and see that's the thing too. Like I I notice like they ain't gonna hear a lick of that. <laughs> a lot of people who be talking is like if you people people talking about the the violence in LA and all that stuff is bad and, and all these different areas between gangs and stuff is bad, if you had an old head to come out and like talk to whoever in charge or talk to the person who really like running their stuff and be like, yo, like relax for a minute, like just chill, then maybe it may get through. And the reason I feel like even though I'm not from that type of that type of environment, the reason I could kinda see that as a as a thing it's because that's how I am personally. Like, I don't listen to nobody if your name is not Ava. Like, if you're not my mama, I don't care what you got to tell me. Like, I'm going to do what I want. And that's kind of how B saying, like, these young kids, they ain't trying to hear that. Like, they're going to do what they want. And I'm like that. Like, once I set my mind on something, I'm going to do it, no matter what the cost is, no matter what the consequences is. If I feel like it's something that I want to do and that I want for myself, I'm going to get it done. And, like, if my, but if my mama step in and be like, you wild and like chill out or don't do that right now. Like you, you like you doing too much. Then I'll like, I'll sit back and be like, you know what? I might be, tripping. I might be, tripping. I might be, I might be, you know, putting too much in my plate or I might be trying to, you know, bite off too much. Like, and like, like, you know why these, another reason why these kids probably not going to be a listening ear. Cause at the end of the day, you could tell like, you know, definitely going off of, you know, what, what you're saying, like for the old head point, that was a good point. But, uh, you know, with the old heads talking to these young kids, they going to look at it like this. When you done talking to me, I got to go back to my life. You're not even with me. You're not with me in the streets. You're not with me while I'm trying to find money. You're not with me while I'm trying to make money. You're not with me when I'm struggling. You're not with me when I'm crying, when I'm fighting for my life, when I'm in all type of bullshit, in and out of jail. You're not even with me with you. And you're trying to tell me what I should not be doing. Like, that's, that's how, this is how the young kids, like, just take it and just from, me just personally speaking from you know where I'm from, it's just like where I'm living at currently. Like it's just like these kids really just if 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 you're not trying to get me out of my life, or you're not trying to like give if you're not gonna make a path for me, then I don't I don't have shit. You mean know, I don't hear shit you gotta say to me. Like that's and it's fucked up because it's like you would think like somebody going out their way to just even like care about you or just talk to you. And these kids don't even want to talk. Like they don't want to listen to you. Like they don't even want to like hear what you got to say. Cause it's just it's the hurt is so real out here. They're like the 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 pain, like or just like the struggle is just it's times ten. Like you know what I'm saying. These 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 youngins are the new killers. Like you know it's not even like the 
like the old, like not even old people, like, you know, the, the young adults, these young kids are killers. And it's just like, with this class of generations, it's just like, you know, they, they ain't really trying to hear, you know, any type of positivity because that's just how, you know, how broken this system is and just how twisted they got, like, you know, the system of, you know, our, our communities. It's kind of, kind of tough to like even reach out or just even like try to even make sense of the situation. And yeah, like, like you were saying, like, you know, if you could just take an old head like Larry Hoover to come out, like say, say if Larry Hoover was to get freed, you know, 2022 and he, you know, tries to talk to kids in Chicago. Now, you know how, how fucking wild it is in Chicago right now. Like it's, fucking wild wild west out there like times 10 but just imagine him trying to talk to some kids in chicago i don't i don't think you know it's probably gonna go in one year out the other if not it might even get worse just off the strength that this is how 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 much hate has you know has spread and how much it spread like a virus in the community like we have so much hatred going around we have just so many you know that if you think about it what what a kid listening to you know People say, I mean, yeah, your your environment might be bad. You might be living in a bad area. They got things going on around you that can attribute to that. But at the same time, if all you're doing is listening to like young boy, and not like just pointing him out specifically, but like music like young boy, who should I see? Um, Von Ton extent, Dirt. Mm-hmm. Like before now, like younger dirt, um, and stuff like that. When you listening to that, even those to an extent too, uh, you listening to that, it's like that's what you are around, that's what you are, you know, being pumped into your system. So, like, and then one thing about it, like the music that people listening to and the things that these people rapping about, a lot of them not even doing that no more. That's what they used to do, or what they used to be around. But people listening to that and then they hearing it and they thinking like, oh, that's what I got to be like. That's how it is. That's how I have to live. And it's like, no, it's not. Like you 13, 14, bro, you like what you out would like, what do you even really like know about that? Like, what are you doing in that? Like you, it's almost like a, it's that choice. Like you making it I feel like, yeah, your environment is one thing. And if you out in the street like that. You know, you low key can make that choice to stay your ass inside, go to school, and then go your ass back inside. Or you choose to be out in the street like that. Like, there's just too many choices out here. There's just too, many, too many kids choosing example, the wrong thing. A grand example, a great example could have been like this. We know how East St. John was when we was there, right? Thanks. Y'all, y'all, how how was East St. John when we was there? Freshman year. Oh uh, yeah, we was we was making the news for gang fights. Right. So, uh, like, and it was what it was. It was reserve versus Garyville. The class kind of got up in there a little bit, but it was mainly reserve and Garyville. Then it um, was it was Laplace and Garyville against reserve. Like, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah, these so, everybody watching. These are like two two small towns. Just. Not even exactly. times really like, but, <laughs> but my thing was this: B, why you never got caught up in that? Uh, I never got caught up in it because I, my mom just you know raised me to not you know 
hang around those type of people. I just chose to hang around people who wasn't in that realm, like you know, you like do? you. But what did you do? You went to school. You went to band practice. You went your way at home. Oh yeah, yeah. Went to school, band practice. Mom picked me up. Go home. That's it. Ooh. Why you ain't get involved in none of that? Uh, cause I did what I had to do to get the fuck from around it. <laughs> You feel me? And my thing and, and my thing is like it was bad and we, we didn't even live it wasn't even to the point where like it had to be like that. Like if y'all really think about reserving Garrett, like it did not really have to be that. It really didn't. Like but it, it was, but it, it was, did. <laughs> it definitely was. It didn't, it didn't have to be that, but it was that because people kept, yeah. people was like pushing that. Like people was I feel like people was really pushing that agenda. And it was like Y'all really doing that for no reason. Like, we not in Chicago. We not in L.A. Like, this ain't no Bloods and Crips. Bro. Like, this ain't no, like, Compton and nothing like that. This ain't, like, this ain't Chicago. Like, what you doing? You are in St. John Parish. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm like. That was my whole, that was my whole mindset. I'm like, bro, like, why y'all doing this out here? Like, this is not the place for that. Like, y'all live around old white people. But you know, you know what's like, like what's crazy is like it just it, it really it really just takes one. It takes one hater and one one thing to pop off to create something that you can't put an ending to. True. And it's really just been that that trickle effect for probably you know well over a decade. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it just took that one that one hater or that one you know that one beef to perspire into just you know nonstop just. Bullshit, nonstop mayhem, just nonstop fighting, nonstop murder. It's like, yeah, it's and like, and and it's like that's and see, and you right, and that's and that's the thing. It's but see, I, I feel like it's that one person, but it's that it's the same thing where it's like the culture, right, is almost like that is that's what's that is what's popular. It's it's cool to be on gang shit, or it's cool to try to like seem like you hard all the time, or you don't want nobody to punk you, you don't want to feel played. You don't want you don't want you know be the person like you don't want to be the butt of somebody's jokes and this that and the third and but you know people result to you know fight you know want to shoot people like flash guns and stuff like that like sound like what you doing like for what like what's that going to prove except all it's going to do is get some either get somebody killed or get somebody you know in a tough situation with the law because you got a stolen gun or that's that's not registered or they could they could put this on you for like you know whatever bullshit charge or whatever like that. Like a great example, son, that freaking party man you went to down the street from my house that that uh, what it was? Oh yeah, was, uh, that graduation party. Yeah, it was, it was like, a house party. Right, and my thing is like, son, y'all could have fought, y'all could have fought and went home. Yeah, two people died that night. Right, and I'm like, bro, like, all you, if y'all had an issue that bad, time fight, get it out, go home. Wait, what year right. was this? This was freshman Man, year. No, this was, no, so, thought, sophomore, was sophomore year, year right? Yeah, sophomore, sophomore year when uh when that you know that down the road stuff had happened uh, at a house yeah, party. Yeah, because that was that was at that was at Terrio House, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was there. I was there. Mm-hmm. No. Uh huh. My son, there was everybody. Was I think there. everybody was there. Yeah, <laughs> boy, everybody, everybody was at that. Yeah, the crazy and part. My, the shots wasn't the shots wasn't even meant for him. Like for the guy who died. Yeah, it, it wasn't. So that seems to it always be the case. And, and the and the crazy part was, 
and, and see, this is the thing that, that get me when it comes down to stuff like this. Bro, me, it was, because it matter of fact, I say exactly who, like, like how, how, how Pooh just said everybody was the, but I had went, it was me, B, me and B had pulled up together, and we was with, like, a bunch of other people we knew, everybody outside the house, and me and B looking at each other like, nah, son, we got to go. Yeah. Like, my, this I <laughs> like, my mom was like, I'll just come pick y'all up. Now, mind you, I'm about two blocks from my house. My mom was like, I'll come pick y'all up. Like, don't worry about leaving. Just just call me whenever y'all ready to go, and I'm going to come pull up the street. We outside, and we looking like it's too many people out here. Yeah. The, yeah. It's too many people out here. Like, nah, we just going to walk. We hit the corner to turn onto my street, and, like, that's when everything popped up. You see cars just, like, flying. Like, yeah, like everybody car started pulling off, the police started coming. Yeah, I was definitely like, outside when it happened. Most definitely. I'm like, oh my lord. Right. And so I'm like, my but my thing is like, see, people don't I feel like people have that sense. Like I feel like we're not the only ones that was there that was like, we probably should leave. Like I feel like people had that sense like we should probably leave, but you just yeah. don't. Because you want yeah, to yeah. see what happened, or you want to like you don't want to feel place, so now you like you gotta look, you gotta like show your ass because everybody didn't see you in this altercation, in this situation, or whatever. And now y'all gotta go at it, right? Because like, you never know when I, when it's gonna be you. Right? It could have been any of us like, that night. I feel like people just like gotta stop letting just let that go and just be like, man, just make the right choice to like get out of that, like. Just do what you have to do to better yourself. Stop trying to like be seen or like try to prove something for other people because the culture or what's being portrayed on TV or in music is this, like, because that's not you. Or like, it don't have to be. Like, you, I feel like nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, like you choosing to like to run that. Now that's not. I'm not gonna say that's everybody. Of course, everybody like. It's not a choice. Like some sometimes your life situation is you really in that, and you have to like you have to move a certain way to try to get out of it or to survive in it. But I feel like majority of these people out here, bro, like you choosing that shit. Yeah, it's definitely a choice that could be made to even get out of that. Like you know, just like how you choose to be in it, you can choose to get out of it or choose you know find a better way to not you know be in it even if it's even if it's situational circumstantial like to where you're in this and you just want to get out you have that choice to do what you got to do to get out because that's just not a life to live not definitely not a life to keep living you know there's always consequences to every wrong thing you're doing in life and you know it's it's just you know kids you know kids at that age you know they don't learn until you know shit hits the fan and even then, when it does hit the fan, they still don't learn, or they still just go back to doing what they know. So yeah, it's 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 it's, it's pretty pretty sad that you know you see this happen for so long in this pattern. You know, uh, you, sometimes you just wonder like, what what really is the answer? What really is the solution to you know starting to fix this internalized pain or just this internal struggle within the community or just within you know these individuals? Or just why, why, like, why does it have to exist? Why does, why does this one thing, which is street, street violence and gang life, like, why is it so, like, potent in our, just our community? You know, why do we have to, like, thrive off of that? Why do we have to keep that going? You know, why is it still, you know, but like you said, man, you know, it's the rap music, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, 
there's always something that that keeps it you know relevant there's always something that keeps it you know alive and just I'm not saying rap music is the one thing that that's the reason why gang violence is is relevant or why it's here but it definitely you know hypes it up or it definitely gives a a false narrative or it definitely, definitely would influence does. yeah mm-hmm. like cuz these these rappers are millionaires man they don't have to go back Sign. to that Sign. and see like just like you said i feel like i really honestly feel like it's one of the things where the era before us like the that that 70s 80s 90s rap like like nwa like snoop death row all that i feel like that was legit like i feel like that was like y'all was really in it because y'all had to because like y'all circumstances you know, it was way tougher than I was, you know, mm-hmm. very, like, poverty-stricken. You had, like, the whole, um, the whole, like, drug, like, the high, high drug era, like, hardcore drugs and stuff like that in neighborhoods and things like that going on. That I get. I I truly get that. And, I, and y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. Y'all can tell me if I'm, like, when I get through this, you can tell me if I'm, like, if I'm off a little bit. But... Once you get to like 2000s and like once once I feel like our community as far as like black people and, and minorities started actually being able to like more of us start going to college and more of us start like actually being able to provide a better lives for our families and be in better positions and hold these titles and really make a difference in communities and things like that. I feel like once that point hit, then like the kids that come out of those families or the that come out of those family trees and that household and that structure, like you have no excuse. Like, cause you not, not, and now it's like, you not forced into that. Now it's like, you actually have a solid foundation to do better. Now you just choosing to like, you just choosing to go down the wrong path. Now, like I understand like yo, your people might've been involved in that, but that don't mean you have to be, Cause now it's to the point where you honestly have the infrastructure. You not now have the tools to better yourself. Definitely, definitely agree. On, Most on definitely that. do. Most definitely do. Um, there you go, Pooh. Uh, so um, oh, damn. Uh, yeah. So. Just like you said, with the whole better foundation and stuff like that, it's just I don't see why kids will try to, you know, if their parents did come from that. Why are you trying to pick the wrong, you know, stuff to like uphold your family tree? You know what I'm saying? Like just because you think it's cool. And that's just like, you know, as we talked, you was talking about uh, rap music, um, you know, being like the voice of like, I guess you could say of the struggle, really. Um mm-hmm. You know, and that, and as it transitioned into the times that we live in now, that's just like, um, because I've heard this, I've heard this many a times as far as like uh, being a Drake stand myself. Um, people say he don't make real music, and I'm just like, what's real music? You know, and they they associate street shit as being real mm-hmm. shit. And I'm just like, you know, everybody has real lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, so right. I don't. I don't understand, like, you know, like, it's, it's, it ain't too many tracks that, you know, as far as, like, 
I'm I'm gonna still use Drake for example, like him showing like some sort of emotional vulnerability on the song, and it's not being real. That's a real person that experienced these real emotions that wanted to tell you a real story about like you know what he went through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if he ain't talking about you know what I'm saying, um, doing a you know a fucking late night mission when his homies doing a drive by or some shit like that, that's not real. I'm like, bro, that's stupid as shit. I've actually heard that as well. Um, Because it's like people say Drake make. When he first made music, well, when he first came out, everybody was like, oh, his music is so relatable and it's that third. And then now he was like, you know, like I've heard heard other podcasts where people talk about how Drake don't make real music or it's not relatable anymore. But that's because he's rapping about his life. Like, Everybody don't, everybody don't wake up and, you know, pull up into a, a blacked out AMG and you end up, when you go to a hotel, you take the freaking ramp or the street that go under the hotel. Everybody don't do that, but that's what he do. Like, that's his life. But at the same time, as you said, Poop, like he still makes that same, that same music that hits deep in everybody that's like that emotional vulnerability that you know that, that opening up that showing you like i am just like you like his music is honestly that like he opens up and shows that yeah even though he does have all his money he has all these cars and these nice things he still has that ability to <clears throat> to open up and show that he still has those same emotions you know that everybody else does um but see, again, that go as I go down to how the culture is with us, like, and I believe we touched on this last time, um, the last episode we had you on, where we talked about you know men being able to open up and actually speak about their feelings because the culture, our culture, basically teaches us, you know, that men don't do that. Men not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to show weakness. You're not supposed to um, be vulnerable. And so when Drake does that, I feel like people shun it off because they don't like seeing, you know, black men in that light. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, kind of like what you were saying, just uh, the people that are making the right moves, they're moving different. They're moving different and they're rapping different. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're not rapping about, they're not rapping about a life that, you know, they're not living. They're not rapping a false life. They're not rapping like, you know, something that they used to used to do. Like the rappers that's really, you know, doing the right thing or just like just making moves themselves. Like, you know, like you say, Drake, Jay-Z, um, I even say Kanye West, like, you know, uh, Kendrick, Cole, 21. Like, even though 21 kind of does, you know, still talks that, that rah-rah, but I mean, but do, do making the right moves for himself. At the end of the day, like it makes you know, you see the evolution, you see the growth in it. So it's just like I think one great example too is Rick Ross too. Right, Rick Ross, another good one. Mm -hmm. He talked about rich nigga shit, and I just be like, bro. Nipsey was another good one. I feel I feel excellent when I listen to Ross, bro, because he be talking about some like real big money shit, and I'm like, damn. Right. Right. You feel elegant. (laughs) <laughs> like all these rappers just rap different. Like you know, you when you when you move different, you rap different. 
and you definitely hear it because you know they rap about stuff that you can't even relate to or just can't even think of achieving or think of like even fathoming what the hell they talking about you know what i'm saying like shit like you said ross like ross got a fucking 50 put like a 50 room house 50 room mansion or some shit sitting on like 500 acres or some crazy shit i don't know but like it's some something, something crazy that a lot of these rappers probably wish they could have but they don't but you know it's not even like about the flexing and stuff but it's just about you gotta you gotta you gotta rap different to move different or you gotta you know move different to rap different like you gotta fix your lifestyle you gotta leave some stuff behind and you gotta just you know speak truth or just speak light into what you're doing right now that's positive or just you know something that somebody not only just something they can relate to but just something that they could like inspire or just something they could see themselves moving forward with don't keep it in the streets because when you keep it in the streets it's gonna stay in the streets it's not gonna get nowhere you know like yeah it's probably good for the club scene good for the parties and stuff and like that i'm not knocking that because hell we all listen to it you know what i'm saying we diehard boosie fans around this bitch like <laughs> like you know what i'm saying but some stuff just some stuff got a budge i feel you know when you keep it gangster and street your whole rap career and you don't change and you're just talking about the same street life shit like what is it really doing i feel like I feel like you just hurting, you know? I feel like that's just internalized hurt that you just spreading on to somebody else. Facts you and I mean, you ain't going nowhere. Right. Mm-hmm. You spreading your hurt on to somebody else, but it's not even healing because you're not healed. So, yeah, man, just... <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect example of all this. Nope. What? Mm. what was, that's what that's, was that's a good example. What was Snoop when he first came out? Like... <laughs> That boy is gang banging hard. Uh, I'm pretty sure he he beat a murder case right before he got signed to that, bro. Like, and now you look at Snoop today, you have no idea. You can't. It's like it's hard to not see him in something, right? Yeah, he's like a totally different. Uh, he he like a, a uncle. Like you know, he just he moved different. <laughs> he really is. It's like, bro, I'm I'm sitting there. I think I went to go get some Raisin Kings one day, bro. And I'm like, bro, why is Snoop on all the pictures and stuff? Mm-hmm. Bro, that's 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 lovely to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, meanwhile, this nigga is a certified crip, but still, like, yeah, yeah, it's been it's that, like, yeah, still, <laughs> yeah, been that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, like that's the that's the point. Like, I feel like people don't. And I understand, like, everybody can't be Snoop. But I'm saying, like, at least, like, the, the image, like, that, I feel like that is the goal. Not the goal, but, like, if you live in that life, yes, okay, I get it. But, like, you making music, you getting all this money, you at a, in a position to, like, put your, put yourself in a better position, put your people in a, in a better position. Now, what you could do is, like, you make money off of your image. You Now you big, you popular, you have a name, you have a brand. Like turn it into something, and I feel like that's basically what Snoop did. Like Snoop really turned, you know, his image and like blew it up to the point where like people, grandmothers, like white grandmothers and like old heads, black grandmothers, like love Snoop, and like Snoop is on like yeah, like Snoop is on like Snoop is on household name, freaking (laughs) Sunday night football. In every boxing match, commentating like Snoop Dogg, right. like, <laughs> like, like like Pook said, my man is on. Like my man is like commercial now. 
put up on you on a freaking Kane's box or you on a Kane's cup. Like, he was on the National Geographic. And he's selling big lighters with Martha Stewart out of all people. Like, bro, come on. Martha Stewart. Now, that's a like, joke. Now, that one I feel like is a joke because Martha, Martha had a case in, in it of herself. Like, yeah, Martha served time. Yeah, but, but that, that goes to show how, how far two gangsters came. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. <laughs> like, we both served hard time, but like, you know, we we getting this money. Like, we we leaving that behind. <laughs> like, but that's that's my thing. It's like you can you can make a change, bro. Like, you don't have to keep trying to follow that trend or keep trying to go down that path. Like, even if you listen to the music, bro. Like, I was. I was hard up on Vaughn, like on Vaughn, like before he passed. Even now, I still listen to Vaughn, but I'm not about to go like hit up somebody else. Like, no, it's not. But I fool with his music. Like, I, I like some of I like some of Pooh songs. I like Inelly Chopper before he he changed he changed his sound up a little bit. But like, I could probably I could probably hit shot of three, four, and five word for word for word. Mm-hmm. Better than any of these little kids out here nowadays. Um, but I'm not about to go shoot shit up. Is what I'm saying. Like you don't. Like I just don't get it. You know, I just I don't understand. It's just like that toxic. Like y'all said, bro. Like the toxic. That 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 to- the toxicity. You know, in our culture, it's just it's real strong. Real real strong. Real strong. But yeah, man, just. uh just to wrap up about uh, this topic with the Larry Hoover thing, you know, hopefully some type of, you know, justice is served and we do get a learning lesson from this. You know, like I said, it's always a learning lesson. It's always like a way to, you know, present things. And I guess, you know, the concert is a, a stepping stone into for people to learn about, you know, who he is or his, his situation and everything, you know, going on with that case and stuff. And I, I'm not even knocking the fact that it's not, it's not helping nothing or it's, it's not like, um, shedding light on anything because it is but you know some things you know some things you know there are there is some work to be done you know on on all ends you know we all have work that we could do some things we could do better Mm. so i just you know we'll just give it time i think that's just what it is it's just like we just got to give it time and we got to you know put in the work you know on all ends we got to put do our own research we got to you know make sure we're well versed and well educated just on everything and make sure we're well prepared or what's you know what's coming next? So, yeah, man, from Larry Hoover. So that was the Larry Hoover concert, and just to transition over to the next topic <laughs> in music, I want to <laughs> I want to touch on the Roddy Rich album that released this past Friday. Yes, sir, Roddy Rich. That is the Live Life Fast album. I just want to get y'all personal opinions, or if y'all you know. So far, what y'all like, what y'all didn't like, or just what y'all opinion is on Roddy Rich as an artist, like just you know, just spill the beans pretty much about Live Life Fast. Uh, I'm trying to think about the rating because I don't want to say I don't want to say fire. Um, but I'm gonna say dope. It wasn't mid. It was not mid. But it's like, if there's like a dope plus, like if we had like a dope plus, like mm-hmm. it would be that for me. I'm not going to say fire only because there's certain songs up in there where I kind of was just like, 
this could have been taken out and it's redundant and I just don't like it. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed like the vibe of it. I really enjoy Roddy Rich's vibe, to be honest. Um, Facts, me too. Dude is really an artist. Like some people just say, like rappers are like, you know, or and things like that. You know how they put them in a thing. They create those boxes like lyricists and um, well, not not boxes, but like the categories of like your lyricists or um, a storyteller. Like Vile's a storyteller. Um, I feel like Roddy Rich is a like legit pure artist. Um. And you can really tell, like, in his, like, in his music, like, and I think he kind of, he kind of relayed that message in the intro, where he was, like, where he explains, like, why, where, where, whole, where the whole, you know, live life fast uh, thing came from. And it was just a simple fact of, like, he was given advice, and then when he was given, when, when that advice was given to him, he knew that was wrong. Like, he knew it was, he knew it wasn't the right way to move. Um, and I feel like that's why it was such a big gap between his last project and this one because it takes time to make something great. It makes time. It, it it takes time to create something that you know, you know, is is perfectly put together. And yeah, you're only able to take that time when you're the one, you know, making sure everything is straight. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, that, that, that just, you know, that just shows his artistry uh, when it comes to his projects is even like, even just his singles and the things that he, the kind of the, the things that he just like puts out, like it's perfect. Like, I feel like there's nothing wrong with, uh, um, with what he makes and what he puts out. Um, so it was real, it was real calm to me. Like it was not, it wasn't too hyped up. It was just real calm. Um, So, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I'm gonna say dope, only because it was like a good three or four songs. I was just like, this should have never touched it. Um, and not because of him, but because of like who like the features. Yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, I'm actually in the same boat as you. Uh, I give it a dope, uh, just off of not only the first listen, but just every listen after that. Uh, definitely enjoyed the project in its entirety, just for who it is, what it is. Like I've been rocking with Roddy for a little minute, and I know we talked about on the podcast a few episodes ago about uh, next up and coming rappers for the new generation. And I mentioned like we don't talk about Roddy Rich enough. We don't mm-hmm. like talk about you know his artistry or just what he brings to the game that's so different from a lot of you know new rappers and artists that's in the game. He's gonna have longevity. He's gonna be here for quite a while. He definitely is, is well versed when it comes to his albums and his music. He's playing the right cards when it comes to projects and music. Like he's not putting out too much music, and he's not doing it like at a too fast pace where he's like oversaturated. He's doing it enough so he can stay in the game longer, so he can work on his craft and bring you something different. Like he's kind of taking like a Kendrick approach. Like you know, sometimes you you do got to step back and work on you know what you're working on, no matter how it's perceived or whether they like it or not. If you're working on it, you've you fully invested into it, there's people that's gonna rock with it. And I feel like I, I got that from this project. Especially like, you know, when it when it first dropped. Uh shit, like, you know, sometimes that's how I feel about, you know, the album really. It's just sometimes our expectations of certain artists tend to drop. Like when artists drop, like we expect like a, a flawless album. And then that makes our expectations like too high sometimes. 
just like going off of the excuse me for being anti-social album that he put out his debut album you know with the box being the number one song i think like mm. a broke record or something on the billboard charts or something whatever it was but yeah like i think that hype and just for what that album was for what it was i think people put that expectation onto his sophomore album and i know a lot of times especially as the years progress you know, we're a lot harder on artists and we're a lot harder on, you know, this like the follow up album from a, a debut when, it, when it's like when it's, uh, I guess, great in the sense, you know, when an artist has a great run from their first album, and people rock with it heavy. They tend to expect that same energy on the second project. And that's not, not always the case. Not every artist gets it all the time. Like we saw that with Summer Walker this year. Summer Walker had a pretty solid sophomore album leading up from over it and, you know, still over it did just what it had to do. And uh, just correlating that to, you know, live life fast. I don't think a lot of people really rocked with the project all the way because I guess because of the the features and uh, how different the production was and just the delivery of the album. Uh, I don't think everybody really latched on to it, like talking about. Um, I mean, for me personally, it's, it's just better to enjoy the songs you like from the album and not get too disappointed if the whole project wasn't perfect for me because to me, the... It was a good overall project for Roddy with some good tracks. Like it gave me that late night driving in my car type of vibe. Like it was very subtle. It was very you know calm and chill. But it also had like you know some bangers. It had like some some turn music and it you know it. it that's why when the Jamie Foxx feature came, that's when the album slowed down. And it took a different direction and like it really took you on that downslope. And I like that. You know, it's very that was kind of that was a really creative move. Like. Because Jamie was kind of hitting, like, you know, he was bringing back, like, how artists used to do that back in the day, like, when uh, him and Kanye was doing music or just when he was collaborating. Like, sometimes you do got to switch it up. You do got to switch up your style just so people could, like, get a different perspective of you or just to see who your real fans are. So that's, that's, that's what, that was a good little, you know. For me, I think, uh, just for Roddy as an artist, I think Roddy just understands how to make a, a album flow in a smooth way. And he's able to utilize features in the best way by, you know, having them in songs that completely match the elements. Like some of my favorite tracks were actually features on this album. Uh, All Good Future. That was a good turned album. Uh, Hibachi with Kodak Black and 21 Savage. Moved to Miami with Lil Baby. And I feel like that was a that was a track that I feel a lot of people really just wasn't expecting to happen because the beginning of the song sounds like elevator music. And then like out of nowhere, it just turns into like just this trap beat. And that's just where the versatility comes in and just like his, where his artistry comes in, just like how he's so, you know, just well-versed and just how he's like very musical with like and melodic with his, with his raps and stuff like that. Another feature was Murder One featuring Fabio Foreign, Don't I featuring Gunna. And uh, these are actually my favorite tracks, but uh, I think his solo tracks that I like was the, the IIF, that's the intro to the album, Man Made and More Than a Trend. So yeah, like, I, I like a majority of these songs, man. They 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 definitely balance each other. They definitely flow from beginning to end. I like how the you know the Jamie Foxx feature was the 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 down slope of the album to like make it like slow down, kind of make it kind of intimate. You know, just uh, yeah, just overall, just real real good project. You know, so. I think a lot of the times. Um, with artists like Roddy Rich, we don't tend to shed, we don't tend to like appreciate the little things. Like with artists who are just, you know, so well versed. So 
we tend to like put that hype from like like I was saying earlier, we tend to put that hype from the first debut album and we expect it on the sophomore album. And I'm I mean, I'm not knocking it. I expect that too. You know what I'm saying? I want your 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 second album to be just as good as your first. And Naturally. that doesn't happen all the time. Like we don't get it all the time, but you know, we, we appreciate it when it does happen. And I feel like this was a good this was a good sophomore album. This was a pretty solid sophomore album for Roddy Rich. Like I said, like Roddy Rich is a is is different. You know what I'm saying? He's he has he's he's different melodically. He's different with his raps. Like he's 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 in his own league. You know, as far as his new generation. So it's gonna you know he's he's definitely gonna be around for a long time. So. Is he the Drake? Uh, I don't think nobody could be Drake, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, uh. I don't think nobody could be Drake. And you know, I was actually gonna post I was actually gonna say that when we was talking about Larry Hoover, man. I think right now, and this is me how I feel right now in rap music, I feel like the throne is up for grabs right now. It is. Like the throne is up for grabs. Like I don't nobody's nobody has it. Literally nobody. Like it's just it's just sitting there. And is and that's why just music is I don't know if y'all notice, but music's been very weird lately. Weird. It hits it hits weird, like it just doesn't latch on. Like you know, some some days it hits, and then you know, some days you just don't want to listen to the shit, and it's just like you don't know whether it's trash, it's good. You don't know if it's just you because you know your attention span is just not what it used to be. It's just music is just it's just fucking weird, man. Because me personally, know, oh my bad. No, you good. Um. So me personally, I think the rap game is just like uh, I don't know if y'all watch wrestling growing up, but it's kind of like what the WWE is nowadays. Um, yeah, they don't really. It's not really selling tickets unless you like you get fucking Triple H or the Undertaker or the Rock to come through, and you know what I'm saying. Like the old heads that kept that made it what it is today, mm-hmm. type of deal. Um, so yeah, I don't. Is yeah, like you said, it's in a, it's in a weird space. Um, you know, we had we had like uh, if I could put it in a rank structure, we all know who you know. We all have our like own generals of the rap game and stuff like that, or whatever. Which you know, it's like your your Yays, your Drakes, your Waynes, your Jay Zs, and stuff like that. Um, but like they got people. I think me personally, personally, my two. Well, I ain't gonna say two, three. Right now, I think could carry the rap game if they, if you know, if people just let it, you know, flow over time. Um, Lil Baby, Lil Baby hasn't been stopped since he been going. Facts. Um, just like we was talking about Roddy Rich, Roddy Rich, he he gives you, you know, the diversity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he probably could sing on a track if he want to. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, uh, we seen how good uh, the excuse me for being antisocial was, you know what I'm saying? And to touch on the live life fast thing, uh, for me, uh, it was it gave me the theme of like, you know, as I'm looking at the cover art, I was like, maybe I should listen to this while I'm driving, Um, which I did. And uh, it was like, you know, it made me feel like I'm speeding down like a Miami highway at first. But then, just like you said, the transition when the Jamie Foxx feature came through, it's like I'm slowing down because I know I'm about to get to the crib. You know, yeah. So um, my destination's almost there. Yeah, I'm about to I'm about to get to the crib. So you know, um, as far as rating for that, 
uh, I'll say a dope as well. Um, because I felt like he put it out just to let, like, you know, this is some shit I could do. Like, you know, I'll put it out quick and, you know, see what y'all do with it. So it's like the next thing I drop, I'm gonna fuck your head up. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, but, uh, but yeah, uh, rap games definitely in a weird space. Um, you know, uh, I feel like uh, it was a third person I was supposed to mention because uh, I said Lil Baby and Roddy Rich. I think I think 20, 21 Savage could go a long way as well because, like, his year, this year of features for him, oh, my goodness. Pressure. Oh, my God, bro. I don't I don't care what nobody say, bro. He don't Pressure miss, pack. bro. He don't miss, bro. Pressure oh, pack. Oh, my God. Like... And it's crazy because, you know, uh, I think I got put on to him in like, uh, I think it might have been 2017, I think, or 16, one of them or whatever. Um, why can't I remember the name of this right now? But the uh, the tape with uh, fucking... Uh, Talking about the X, the X uh, song with Future? Yeah. Well, I mean, that album, yeah, but not that song in particular. Um but that yeah, you talking about the uh, the Savage Mode tape. Yeah, bro. When I tell you, I ain't skip a song on that motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, damn, bro. Cause it's like another thing that people don't really get. Um, simplicity kills. It really does. Um, cause it's not like he's saying something that's too deep that you got to think about it. But it's like. He's so witty about it that, like, the way he says it, it sticks to you. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, on a Knife Talk um, uh, feature, he was just like, simple shit. Kappa, Alpha, me and my gang, we do all the step. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so simple, but I'm like, it's so hard. Oh, and my goodness. Really unique, too. Like, his... His flow is really like it's simple too if you think about it because he raps slow, low key. Like he talk, like he, it's, it's almost like he just talking the whole time. Right, he don't he don't shout like he don't like he, he's very monotone and it's just like how can you be monotone but kill a song every time? Like, every time. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, that's funny you said that. I saw I had saw a tweet not too long ago, um, and it was like if y'all ever noticed, Twenty One Savage is the only rapper that like. Don't yell, but everybody yell his his part of the song. Right, like he the only one on the song who will not like get overhyped, but everybody is hyped while they rapping his part. Real, that's man, that's that's crazy. Cause I'm like, bro, you know, I don't, you know, I ain't, I ain't dick riding or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Let me, let, let's establish that. But I'm like, bro, he got, he got the potential to go far, bro. Cause I'm like, you know, cause. I feel like every time he rap, just like he kicking game, like just like you say, like he talking. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I'm trying to put you on some shit, and every time you hear, you just like, damn, bro, that nigga, that's facts. This nigga spitting, that's crazy. So <laughs> I'm from like you know, as a listener, I'm glad that he has that type of effect because I know for sure, you know, I'm not the only person that sees it that way. So it's like, bro, he just. Like I said, he just gets better with time. That's like when he dropped a, a lot, you know, song with fucking him and J. Cole. It's just like, bro, you know, that's what him like really getting deep into it. But he really ain't even had to because he really just saw like he was talking on that motherfucker, too. 
Hell yeah. Like he really just was was speaking. And I think his energy is just felt without even having to do a lot. And that's just one of the things like it's just a, a gift he just has. You know, it's just some there's a certain artist that could just do whatever it whatever works, it just works. And I think whatever you know, what he's doing, it just works. You know, he doesn't have to try, he doesn't have to overdo it. He doesn't have to yell, like he doesn't have to, you know, really do much. I think his energy is just felt and just his delivery. And just not not a lot of people could really, you know, can do that or have that ability. Like you said, like, you know, from the from the Savage Mode tape on down, like not one trash album yet. I I don't even know what I don't even know a whack twenty one savage verse, <laughs> to be honest. Like he dude just dude just murders it. And he just he, he like he, he just understands the assignment. Every time. And that's a fact, Jack. That's a fact. <laughs> and if anybody say he whack, bro, I'ma refer them to um what's on that was immortal. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was hella hard. He was going like too hard for like at least three, four minutes. It's like, bro, he he what do you say, bro? Like I said, simple shit, bro. He was like Russell Westbrook, I was striking like the thunder. I said, man, what the fuck? <laughs> Who thinks to say shit like that? But it's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's good late music. Late at though. night. Kiss me in the morning late at night. Oh, all right. Be with the <laughs> That one was hard, bro. That live life fast. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I've, I've been bumping that for like nonstop. And it's just like, I don't know. I was like, yeah, when you said uh, my favorite song on it, Entirely was man made when you said that. I was like, Yup, that's the, yeah. that's that jam now. I mess with that because, like, the chorus is like, you know, you know, he's like, I'm I'm self made, but a lot of y'all niggas is man made. I'm like, Bro, what that's that goes over people's heads because it's like, Yeah, you know, what I'm saying you are, you really a bot, you you a call of duty bot, like, niggas <laughs> made you. Ain't no, you ain't you made yourself. You know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> n- niggas you niggas made bike. you, bro. Like, oh my god. You know, that's crazy. He had he had that one joint on there. I don't know if y'all remember. He was uh he was talking and he was you know just saying like how he he didn't have shit and like you know he he was contemplating suicide just because like the stuff just wasn't working and just he had no direction. He just felt like you know he just wanted to give up. You know what he was pursuing. I don't even I forgot what song that was, but whatever whatever track that was, that was that was one of the uh, I guess a solidifying moment for me with Roddy Rich. I'm like it's it's moments like that that I can appreciate with an artist, like you know, not even just vulnerability, but just being authentic and real, you know. Because I think a lot of us, you know, we we have those those times where we just want to just give up, or we just have a a breaking moment, or just have a like a crack in the road, or just something in our way that's stopping us. And I think it's just and when it's stuff like that when I when I see rappers do like that's just what that's what really helps that's what like really strengthens your fan base when you can just be real with somebody like who's listening to you or just have that one thing that they can relate to I feel like that's that's something that that could keep you around and that I could fuck mm-hmm. with you know what I'm saying I I didn't expect Roddy Rich to even you know even be thinking that or just you know be going through that but the fact that he said it. You know, on a song or just, you know, in that realistic, like just authentic way. It's like, dang, I can really relate to that, bro, because I, I, I like I've been there, too. You know what I'm saying? When, when shit just wasn't working out, like I ain't had no direction. I didn't really know what was next for me. I didn't know if I even had it tomorrow. And yeah, man, it's 
Music cut deep, bro. This is I was something about to say, and that's a fact, Jack. Music hit deep. I think I will. Oh <laughs> <laughs> shit! And then some, and then some, and then some, and then some more talk. Some more talk. You about, to, you, about to get, you about to get spicy on them, bro? Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, it sound like some seasoning in that bitch. It's <laughs> like how we was uh, with the Larry Hoop situation. How we was talking about how rap music has its toxicity. Um, our last two episodes were about situationships and, you know, just about what they were, what comes from them, and just our perspective or our situations and stuff from, from them. But I kind of just want to reel it back a little bit just to kind of just have, you know, some guy talk with y'all right now just about um you know this whole persona of just young men just glorifying toxic behavior and just you know glorifying situationships like you know how and just how bad and potent it's got you know not only in uh you know young men's lives but just in every everyday life you know you see it so much and it just becomes like a a part of everybody's you know daily life or just like something people look up to or people that try to live it like that. So I just want to, you know, just touch on some real shit with y'all, just seeing how y'all feel about, you know, the whole persona of glorifying just toxic behavior and just how we've pretty much hyped that whole, you know, bullshit up. Because, <laughs> I mean, we all, like, we let's just be real, you know, we all have been in, we all have been in that realm, we all have lived that life, and we all have, you know, done that served our time and done our dirt and all this, that, and the third. But that's 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 in the past and we here now. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> experience, preacher. Oh shit. You feel me? Cause man, when you look back on shit you used to do, you'd be like, damn, I was disgusting. <laughs> well, 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 well. I was disgusting. You ain't lying, bro. You ain't lying. Not lying. So, I have to open it up. Why? Why is, or shall I say, why are situationships so glorified? Why are they so acceptable? Hmm. Me. Uh. I think. I think it's. I think it's that. A convenience level, yeah. I think people do it for their own convenience. Um. Because it's it's something that you know. You live for the thrill temporarily, and it's like, you know, it's like, oh, uh, all right, I'm done with it, so I can wash my hands with it, and we can all just forget about it. I think that's what that is. For me, it's the false narrative that I think we all have been chasing since we were preteens, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Friends with benefits? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, man. We we we've been chasing this this false narrative of just um, of what it is, you know, situationships and toxic behavior. You know, like you know, like you said, it's it's in the music, it's in you know, in the media. Like it's just it's it's everywhere, and I think we subconsciously consume that into like you know our our behavior, just our growth, and like you know, to be honest, son, I think before social media. Um, I'm trying to think before social media, I think toxic behavior was more so of a really like a get 
like a get together type type vibe. You know what I'm saying? Because you never, you couldn't hop in nobody DMs. You couldn't really like you know shoot at somebody like through a dating app. You couldn't really uh like you know like how you how we got it now. Like it's just everything's so instant access. You kind of had to just roll up on Shorty, or you just had to really just talk to Shorty. And I think you know once that got minimized and you know you don't have to really talk to shorty to really talk to shorty because i'm a whole different person behind this this app or the cell phone you know what i'm saying like mm. putting on i'm just putting on my makeup and my mask you know what i'm saying like you don't even know who i am so yeah it's like you know <laughs> like, like yeah well yeah the false narrative man just the false narrative that uh we've been chasing like it's kind of like you know uh just to kind of dumb it down uh i call it the, the fucking college experiment you know, we all was told to go to college, but, you know, we don't even know what college really was until we got there. And then once we got thrown to the wolves, we had to figure it out on our own. You know, uh, we see, you know, the benefits of college. We see the party and we see the alcohol. We see the women. We see, you know, the, the wild nightlife. But we don't see the, you know, the late night study and we don't see the, the stress in behind the final exam. We're just trying to get our grades up, being in the financial aid line, trying to pay for school. We don't see that life. We see a different life. You know, we don't know that other life exists until we in that, that rabbit hole and that shit hole until it, it happens to you. So that's kind of like, you know, just kind of comparing it to, to that, like, you know, with toxic relationships or just being uh, in situationships and toxic behavior. Like, you know, we we get into it, but we don't really know the the consequences of really how to deal with it because we, we glorify it or we just try to like moving it the best way we can. But we're not really like paying attention and not really like learning from it because. I don't know. It's it's like it's like a learned behavior without even knowing. And I think music is a big part of that. I'm not saying everybody is toxic, but I mean, you know, when Ooh. I, Ooh. Ooh. but everybody got a little bit of toxic in them. So so what I will say though, as far as like toxic behavior and uh entirety i think it starts from uh at most it's a self-defense mechanism that's been like implanted in the people nowadays uh which you know um everybody ain't trying to be down bad emotionally behind somebody you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so just like i was saying as far as like in situationships people do stuff for convenience and i think you know uh it's like you know at the end of the day you won't be one up Probably, you know, if it's not nothing serious on the person that you're dealing with or whatever. So, um, it's like, uh, damn. Hmm. Is it? Yeah, man, you, you know, you're fighting for your life out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, everybody know what they want usually. And, you know, from a person or in a person. Uh, and once you get that vibe that it's not, you know there you know what i'm saying it's like uh this is where the toxic comes in because it's like well all right if we i know we can't do the long haul when what the fuck can we do you know and this is and, me and speaking that's, that's where it gets confusing exactly so this is me speaking like because that's how you should think in the past you know that 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 my one percent of toxic just came out as i'm me you know trying to talk about it but what can i get from you you feel me? Like, is this just like, you know, um, at the more upfront level, like, are we just like, you know, we hit it, we hit each other up when we want, you know, fuck or something, 
You know what I'm saying? Or is like, you know, like, well, really, that's about it. If it's toxic behavior, because if we ain't going the long haul, that's pretty much all we could do for each other. So it's like, you know, Lily, it's, it's, it's that. It, oh, go, Joe. Yeah, I was, I was just saying, like, it's, it's it's literally that um that gray area, like you know, what I'm saying like. What's up? Like, what you, what, what, what are you really trying to do? Like, what, what, like, what is it that we're doing right now? Like, is that that gray area between like, so what's up? What's up with it? Like, what's up? you trying to yeah? You, you don't, yeah. Like, you you don't have that that definite answer because you like you. As a man, we know like what we want for that situation. We know what we want, but we're not gonna tell. Like, we're not gonna say what it is. Or yeah, what we nine times out of ten. Yeah, because it's not gonna sound. It's not gonna sound right, or it's not gonna sound, you know, pleasing. So we gotta kind of just. Oh God, I hate. Uh, yeah, we kind of gotta finesse it. <laughs> Sad to say, but we gotta finesse it. And you know, like, it's crazy. Uh, oh my bad. No, you good. You good. Um, you know, it's crazy because you're saying that because we gotta finesse it. But like, I know for a damn fact that women don't have to. <laughs> Not at all. Not not as long as they got a vagina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good old double standard method kicking in, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, not the double standards. Because, like, <laughs> you know, men have put, like, we're the platform of toxic behavior. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's even worse because it's like when people think about toxic, if, like, as far as the culture, people always associate future with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if he the so the so called like front page picture of being toxic, men will you know what I'm saying like men will always be like you know I guess the apex predator when it comes to motherfucking being toxic. So it's like, but if a woman decides to, it's like you know men usually you know if it's in the beneficial of us, we don't really give a shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm getting me, you getting you. But it's like, if I was more toxic than you were, like if the toxic behaviors were clashing, I'm the one that gets talked about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And it's, and it's like, that's not fair. <laughs> so, like, can we talk about how, you know, you try to do all this within the whole day frame or night frame, but... When I do something like that, it's like, oh no, that nigga ain't shit. What the fuck, you know? So, and then in that moment, that's when I realized like women are down for whatever as long as it benefits them in some way, shape, or fashion. Mm-hmm. And and that's where that's where I, like it gets kind of flirt, like like kind of blurred and flawed at because uh, with situationships, it's just like you know, of course we you know we associated with with sexual interaction. You know, that's kind of just where the main part of it is, you know, when it comes to like problems and shit, but it's just like outside of that, what really is, what, what really happens? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's really no, no solidified like standard or there's really no, uh, no establishment really. You know what I'm saying? You just doing whatever, like with whatever and you about whatever. And that's, that's a, that's a dangerous playing field to be in, to be honest. Cause once, once, once the, once the, once the questions get rolling and, you you can't answer those questions the way they, they they propose them, and you don't say the right answer. Oh, bro, like you 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 playing with fire right there, and that's a fact. Like, Jack. like as soon as she hits you with that, what are we? I love how you plug in this. 
I really thoroughly enjoy how Fook is like plugging this in at like the most opportune perfect time. Oh yeah, man. You you know you gotta charge it up and just boom, drop it off there. <laughs> you know, it's either you, you fuck with it, you like it, or you don't, it's all right. I mean you know, I might pull back, you know. Mm-hmm. But the next time I know I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I know I'm gonna get you. So, so hopefully oh my bad, you got it. No, no, you got it. Um I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Last time we last time we talked. No, we're not I doing this, Joe. No more devil's advocate. No, no, no. I'm not no, allowing it. Today. Speak your mind, no, play it. Speak your no, mind, no, play it. No, because no, no. B, I ain't B, B, B almost got himself <laughs> caught up. B almost got caught up last time. That's why. Oh. So, as as we said, and just touching on kind of what y'all was talking about, um, and piggybacking off of it, is there really a double standard? Like, is there truly a double standard between men and women in in situationships? Because, you know, y'all were saying women low-key could do or say whatever they want. Um, and they don't really have to hold back like guys do. It's true. But do we really have to hold back? And is it a double is it a truly is it a true double standard if when girls do what they want, they get called a hoe. Ooh, ooh, this is good. This is good. So, um, what I'm, what I'm, what, so yeah, you you get where I'm going with that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, personally, uh, I think it all depends on like uh, what get publicized and like the status between the people that's doing these situationships. Because it's like, um, you know, uh, most men like if you know. I think every every boy that's raised, they envision themselves to be the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, smooth-talking kind of dude, you know what I'm saying? Get all the ladies, all that shit like that, fly-dressing little dude, get the money and all that, whoop-whoop. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what they feel, what one thing they don't really teach, uh, I, I think for me, I keep it P. And, and I, I keep it P even if, you know, I'm, I'm a married man saying this. Like, if some shit went down, like, you know, with somebody or something like that, I'm not going to speak on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it's it's it's, it's mad niggas that's, that get hurt and they get talking shit or whatever and they get the slandering woman. So that's, that's on them. I don't do no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? That's not keeping it P. You feel me? Because even if I did do some shit like that, I promise you, a woman can slander you way worse than you can slander her. I promise you. Facts. This is a big fact. Uh, I just honestly feel like it's always going to be different when it comes to men and women, just because of the fact that, you know, as men, you know, we go through different circumstances and have to deal with certain things and, have to go through life in a far different light than women and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So it's always going to be a, a double standard in a way. Now, as far as situationships, ah, that's kind of, that's actually kind of a, I don't know. I ain't going to say it's kind of, I don't think there is a, a double standard because the reason why I say it's not a double standard, because there are no standards when it comes Ooh. to those situations. There's no standards. Like there's there's really there's really no standard when you're in a situationship. And that just depends on what y'all doing and what mm-hmm. y'all dynamic is. You know what I'm saying? Like that's always what I kind of refer to, like with situationships, like what is y'all dynamic, what is y'all foundation, and what is it that y'all agree to? 
and whatever y'all you know put in that or whatever happened in that time then you just have to reap the consequences to those because that's what y'all you know came to a common y'all had to come to a common agreement because you know y'all doing it so it's 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 like it's one of those things like you know with with uh with double standards i don't think like we can really put a double standard on uh situationships because i think both parties do have their faults uh in those situations and i feel like you know at the end of the day uh of course the the guy it's just me personally speaking i think the the man is going to be the one to blame it's it's easier to blame the man in that situation because he's expected you know Mm -hmm. to you know to kind of uh take the blame and the fault for that because they're the ones initiating the act so quote-unquote so to say so that's fair i don't know man that's like that was actually a good question. Like, is there a double standard in now as far as the as far as the what was the other one? Um about being called a hoe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like my what I was basically getting at is like in my eyes, I never really see it or saw it as a double standard because from a male's perspective, kinda as you said, we are always seen as the chaser. We are the one, you know, trying to get multiple women. Um, and it's almost as if like we, you know, get slandered for that, you know? So like if you out chasing Buku women or you end up you end up, you know, having relations with Buku girls, then you get the tag of like, oh you a hoe, or you a player, or you know, you just you you a dog. But that's also expected of us. But you can't say that. I feel like we can't say women get a pass and can do whatever they want because, you know, from our experience, I'm pretty sure y'all know a lot of girls out here. Girls want the same things we want, but at the same time, if they go about it and then end up actually getting it, if you find out a chick smashes two or three dudes, she automatically considers a hoe. So, like... Is there is there really a double standard where like girls could do what they want and we can't? If what you mean if she smashed like three dudes like back to back? Just period. Like all right, well, like if, if you smash, if you end up if you end up having like three girls on your list that you didn't tag, you know, it's all good and gravy. It's like oh that's expected, you know whatever whatever. But if a chick smashed three dudes, she a hoe. No, you talking about like in there like she got three dudes in rotation right now. That's what you mean, like. That type of vibe. Either way, it's either either way. It's like the same. What I'm saying is like it's the same thing. Like if you if you uh, have, let's say it's a Friday night, B. Not right now. Not right now. <laughs> not right now. I'm not even gonna use B. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that right now. It's a you random dude. I'm not about to do that. I'm not putting you in that water. <laughs> um. It's a random dude, John. We all know John. John, it's a Friday night. It's 11 p.m. My man is sitting up playing the game, and he's like, you know what? I'm trying to get So he takes three people that's on his list. It's his main three. One of the three will respond, and he knows that, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say, but we all know John is consistently smashing all three at the same time. But he just needs one of the three to respond on this night. So then you got... Then you got, you know, Kayla over here, same situation. Friday night, 11 p.m., she, she got three dudes in rotation who she knows she could finesse and get whatever she want out of. 
And but you know, it come out that she ended up smashing three dudes or whatever. And she hit up one of the three because she just trying to get some yeah, just trying to get you know finesse some out of them. Why is Kayla considered a hoe, but John is not? You know what? This is this is besides the fact of uh, you know calling her a hoe. The only difference in that situation is okay, John. John is trying to smash three chicks that night. He might get one out of the three. Might Kayla? She gonna get all three because she has a pussy. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm, I'm not you know that's that's not me saying like you know she's a hoe or whatever but that's the difference in the you know the situation that's the guys the, the woman the woman is the one that could pretty much you know she can she's the one that can that can pretty much put the power into the situation because she's the one that has the vagina in, in the situation she's the one that's getting fucked so <laughs> this is this is <laughs> this is. Oh. And by double standards, I just want and I just want to hear y'all break it down. And B, of course, takes the freaking cake. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't, like I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. Is all right. This this would this would be the situation where maybe she would be displaying whole like tendencies. Like, all right, oh, you like, smash, you smash, you smash all three of the dudes that night. Okay, cool. I didn't cool. say if it you, was all three that night. But I'm just speaking hypothetically. But you know, but she has to, again, look, there you go. That's what I'm saying. She already made. I'm saying, I, would, all right, she, I got a point after he finished. I got a point. After go ahead, finish. go ahead, go ahead. All right, let's let's let's. Uh, all right, let's say she smashed one out of the three, and I so happen to be one of those three. I mean, hey, kudos. I mean, but if she, I don't know. Are you are you proposing it to like saying like, all right, if she, if I find out she has three in that it rotation, so then I'm. It was so. It was. You're making it more complicated than it is. No, because I'm, I'm no, I'm like, I, the only reason why I'm asking because I'm like, are you saying like, are you saying I'm calling her a hoe because I'm, I'm basically a side nigga or like I'm you calling legit, her a hoe because no, I'm, no, 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 no. You honestly, to be honest with you, you low key just called the hoe because all I said was she hit up one, she hit up three looking for one of the three, and you said she smashed all three in one night. No, what I said was she. Did. No, what I'm saying is she can smash three. A guy, a guy can either smash three or either hope he can smash three. She can smash three in, in one night if she wants what to. What she can do, I'm just saying that what's about to happen. I mean, what's, what's about to happen? I don't know. If she's smashing three or just I'm the only one. I don't. I wouldn't know until you know unless she tell me that. But I mean, I'm not gonna call her a hoe. Like you know, what I'm saying I don't really care about you know what she do. You know, in that situation. What point you wanted to make, brother? <laughs> So uh, the point I was gonna make, the only time I would actually consider them like full fledged hoes, like let's say it's three of us on this, you know, we we talking and shit, we we're all like good friends with each other. If she fucked all three of us, like infiltrating friend groups, that's when she's a hoe. That's my. That's what I was trying to get at. Because Joe, Perfectly. Joe acting like she only smashing one. Like I'm like no. Like when she crossed the bound. Like when she crossed the plane. Like it's it's kind of flawed. Like like because I mean like I said as far as at the at the age that the big age we at now we're all consenting adults. You feel me? So you know you do what you want. You feel me? Um. So you know if we if we you know frequent like uh you know wrestling buddies uh <laughs> wrestling buddies yeah no <laughs> fucking don't bring nothing over here that i could keep and by what i by what i could keep is you know std so you know what i'm saying 
we all playing smart. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you do, let me know. That means you need to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it's, you know, people don't be as grown up about, like, having multiple sex partners as they should. You know what I'm saying? Because sex is a part of life. Um, it's going to happen eventually. Um, unless you're a fucking nun. But, anywho. Uh, but, yeah, it just, you know... Communication goes a long way. Um, so, like I said, the only time I consider, like, in the whole realm, like, if you fucking me and all, like, my close homies, oh, mm-hmm. I can't fuck with that. Because then if I go do the same thing to you, then it's like, I'm down bad. But, you know, it, it as far as, like, if it's moves like that, whoever started that shit first, that's the hoe. <laughs> that is the hoe. <laughs> all right? Because... I'm pretty sure the other person will do the shit out of retaliation, but whoever started it that's first, all it is. that's the hope. It's just retaliation. <laughs> it's just retaliation. That's all. Yeah, man. So, you know, I, but I feel like I feel like me calling. I feel like me calling a girl like a hoe, like you said, like if she if she uh, starts to you know fuck with the friend group, or if she do some dumb shit. Like, all right, now you just pretty much. Talking shit on my name and everybody else, you you probably you putting my name in the streets and everybody else's name in the streets. So you just like pillow talking, like just childish shit. Like I feel like once yeah, you do yeah. the childish shit, plus you crossing the line with like you know shit within our partners and stuff, or just whoever you're dealing with, then yeah, like you know the word would be tossed around. But I feel like this. I feel like as far as the double standard, as far as women goes, it's like look, like I'm. I feel like I can. I I don't know. I feel like I can hold a woman to the same standard. Just off the fact that as men, we gonna be called hoes anyway. Mm-hmm. Like we gonna be, this is this is easy to throw that word out to us because you know it's in our natures, quote unquote, so to say. So I don't know. You know, I feel like there is a double. I feel like there is a double standard, but there isn't a double standard as far as the situation goes. But as far as calling a girl a hoe, like hey, like you know, it is what it is. Like you know, guys, guys get caught out for the same shit. You know what I'm saying? And we half the time, guys own up to it. I'm not even gonna front like shit. We ain't gonna lie about it. We either for get what? caught or we <laughs> or we lie. Like you know what I'm saying? Like for fucking But a woman, what? like a woman a woman could definitely finesse her way out that out that situation just off the strength that she can talk her way out of it or she can fuck her way out of it. Or she can just, you know, move how she move with it with another nigga. So nah, this is this is toxic. <laughs> oh God. Y'all got me having flashbacks. I call one or two of them before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's you know, you know that's a that's an offline conversation. <laughs> I don't. It's like I don't know. Like the whole. I don't. I ain't never really threw the word hoe around to a chick. And I, you know, of course, you know us in high school. We we can attest to there were plenty of those in our uh, atmosphere. But uh, <laughs> and that's a fact, but, Jack. But. <laughs> I, n- I never really threw that word around, I guess, just because it's like, I feel like I can only do that if I felt played in the situation or if, like, you done some shit that, like, really crossed me or, like, you tried to really, like, ruin me. You tried to play on some shit. She tried to play me. Yeah, like, you know, like, play me in the sense of, like, you know, like, you, you trying to play me for dumb, like, I'm stupid or something. Like, you know, like, that type of shit. Like, no, like, I know exactly who you fucking. I know 
the last nigga you fuck. I know nigga you fucking out. And I know the next nigga that you going to after me that's going to fuck. Because like, see, see, what they don't realize as far as like men that are all like, you know, mutually, it's it, it, it can even yeah. be associates, bro. Like me personally, if my homeboy was trying to go to a chick that, you know, I know I tagged, I'm going to let him know. You know what I'm saying? That's the only time I let them know. Like, bro, I'm just going to let you know beforehand. I yeah. So it's like, you know, fucking don't, you know, if you feel you any type of weight behind that, then don't fuck with it. But I'm just letting you know what's going on. But I don't know. You think chicks do that? Uh, We're all humans, so I'd say yeah. <laughs> You know, it ain't it ain't too many things in this world that one human didn't done before that another hasn't. So I'd say yeah. I don't know. I feel like women like to be petty. There's always that that twenty percent of pettiness. Like I like I know, but I ain't gonna tell you. <laughs> but but when it come down to the get down, he gonna have to choose one of us. You so I guess me? we're just gonna be tit for tit. <laughs> This shit is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this shit happen so many times, son. There's so many. Like, you That's just a story see, of my like, life, bro. Like, you see just, like, groups just fucking with the same nigga. Or, like, you know, vice versa. It's just like, bro, like, y'all don't know? <laughs> like, come on, now. Like, you didn't... You, like you can't tell know. me you didn't know. Like you, you can't say, "Oh, I didn't know." So I didn't even know that. Like, bro, once they get in the hood, they be stuck, bro. <laughs> stuck like Chuck. <laughs> oh, this is a funny topic, man. This is a good one. Oh my goodness, man. Boy, I, I'm we we ain't gonna go too deep into it, but I almost start name dropping, boy. Ooh, the internet. But you know, I'm a, I'm, a better, I'm a better man than I used to be, so... That man you know. who about to end people's families is what he's about to do. <laughs> Why he sound like he knows something? <laughs> <laughs> he, put, he put an S on it, then families. Families. Boy, I ain't about to mess with that. Man, like I said, that's an offline convo. You hear me? <laughs> oh, my God. Let me stop. They probably try to... Win the no, they, they, can't, they can't fuck mine up. They can't. They can't. That's why I said we are secure. You feel me? <laughs> so it's like, because this is like the third episode we've been talking about, you know, situationships. I just, mm-hmm. I think, I just really can't get the grasp of this. This is really what I've, what I've come to the realization of. There's just no justifying the behavior. It just is. Like, it just is. Like, <laughs> there's no right or wrong way to do it. There's no point in like trying to make it look good or make it sound like a last episode. I know me not, and Joe know what I'm talking about. We're talking about transparency. And I was just like, bro, there, there's really no point in it. Cause what is there to be transparent of? Cause we both in the wrong, like this is yeah. we both down bad. Like there's like this situation is just not right. No. So, no. No, 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 that's when you're doing it wrong. Ass poop, ass poop. Then that's when you're doing it wrong. As, but there's no, there's no right or wrong way of doing this, bro. Like okay. it's, it's just not a right thing to do. Because not, and I just said that this, this is the third episode that we talked about it. Um, except with this episode, we have all three uh, male opinions here. Finally, but here we go. <laughs> you know what we should do? Now? We should bring Shay on and have poop. And no, 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 oh yeah, no, 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 no,
I am I'm good that. on that. So look, <laughs> I'm with no, that. here we go. So this this is a scenario from the last situation episode. Shout so, out to Shay. That was right, a shout out to my out. dog Shay. So the way it works, basically, you in a situation shit, right? Y'all understand it ain't trying you know, it's it's just this ain't no relationship. This is just y'all, you and whoever whoever your partner is doing what y'all do. It could be friendship benefits, it could be we just pull up, you know, da 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 and go about your business. Whatever you want to call it, however your situation ship is done. Me and Shay, or Shay and I, politically correct on this bit, you know yeah. The way that the way it works is I believe you should communicate what y'all are doing. So if it's a friends with benefits, we could be friends. We could, yeah, if we just bored or you ain't got nobody, I ain't got nobody. It's one of them nights. Cool. And we understand we just friends. Or if I know for a fact I'm not trying to be in a relationship and you ain't trying to be in a relationship and we don't like, if we see each other in public, I'm not going to speak to you. I'm going to just hit you up in your DMs or your messages and be like, I'm trying to, yeah, tonight, what you about? No, cool. Tomorrow, cool. Yeah, I bet. All right, let's run that. Please what tell me how this sounds right in any way, shape, that. or form. And wait, and then and then you go about your business. B is saying there should be no communication at all. There should be if we fucking, we just fucking, and you go about your business. I'm gonna go about my business. You know, we don't talk about it. We just do it. Point blank. Period. How do you feel? You be, there's plenty of people that do that. Uh, I mean, I think. The lowest it should be the lowest form of communication just to establish the time of the yan. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it can't be too frequent because what people don't understand is like if you communicate with people so often, uh a bond is established. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. So it's uh you know, and once a bond is established once a bond is established, you know what I'm saying, that that creates attachment and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I mean, you could you could have your uh, disruptors where you like mitigate it and be like, hey, I think we like, you know, we texting too much. We might have to die down a mm-hmm. little bit or something. Yes. Like that. <laughs> like, um, calm so, that down. Yeah, like. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, first off, B, stop, stop, trying to, stop trying to be his No, nigga. Nigga, I'm going to see you had your chance. That's not what you were saying. right quick. I had, you had out, your chance. It's my out. time to shine. <laughs> no, Go ahead, Pooh. No. Go ahead, Pooh. Finish what you're saying. This is no. Hush that. What Pooh is saying. Your mic is muted, sir. Your mic is muted. Go ahead, Pooh. No, man. I mean, <laughs> that's basically, you know, that's it. That's it, bro. That, that's all I was saying. It's just, you know, it, if you know what you want out of it, just, you know, keep it at that level. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the problem is, though, if you're going into it open minded, then that's where you have the possibility of like feeling getting attached because you do, y'all both doing too much. Well, if not both, at least one person is doing too much, then if the other person is closed-ended and they're still on the idea like, this is it, this is the base level, we're not passing base level, you know what I'm saying? Um, then another person, they go above, and it's like, you end up hurt, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, as far as the person that tried to do too much, you hurt yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, because you ain't really talk to them and be like, you know, what else? Because what, uh, the question would be like, what else do you want out of this? That's That shouldn't be a question, first of all. Watch him out. <laughs> Watch him out. All right. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? 
<laughs> Brendan was doing all that bucking. You do know Poop made my point. You Joe, what was your point? Just made what, was, what was your point? He literally just said communication at the most minimal. Minimal that's meaning. What, that's no, no, no. That's what I. And if you if you listen to the last episode, I said <laughs> that's what I explained. That's exactly. No, what I, I, think, I think I made both of y'all points though. If I'm being yeah, honest. you did, and he he not he not trying to no, understand that. But go ahead. No, <laughs> he, no, he only want his point heard. But go ahead. Paul. What B what B was saying was he didn't want no communication at all. I never said that. Get your facts no, right. No, 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 no. Because he was like, because B whole thing was. What Listen to episode 19. For? I never said like, that. He was like, what are we communicating for? This ain't a relationship. What are we talking for? I'm not saying y'all talking it and texting and key hind and key keen and all that. What I'm saying yeah, I is. Yeah, I said that. What I'm saying is the communication should be what are we? Are we just doing this for this? Are we doing this to build to this? Because if that's what we're doing, I might not be and there. And there's a reason why she's asking that. Because you're probably doing too much for her to ask that. Because now you probably no, got her wondering, oh, you're doing all this, so what are we? Time out. Time out. No, because I, I gave you two examples. I gave you two perfect examples. I said it was Love one. What? I said it was one situation. It was, this was, I want to say, sophomore. Nope, this was junior Bro, those situ- I don't even know nope. what y'all did. You didn't even nope. go into detail about that. <laughs> I did. You said you only messed with her for food, and you wanted her to lay up and give you food and snacks and shit. Oh, I don't know what y'all did after that. That was one. That was one situation. We can go. And to what situation was the other number one? two? We can go to situation. I got. I can give you three. Matter of fact, I'm gonna give you three, and I'm gonna go back oh, to the one you're shit. talking about. So situation number one Spicy. that Brendan wants to bring up. That Brendan wants to bring up. So so heavenly. Um, <laughs> the one that he's talking about, I knew the young lady had a boyfriend. She's had a boyfriend since high school. We were in college. I saw her. I said, mm, she's nice. She saw me. She was like, bet. Let's see where this go. So the way, long story short, the situation shift was, she be bored. What hit me? Let's chill. Cool. I will go over to cuddle, lay up. You know, have a little nice first base play. She would cook. I would eat. I would go home. That was the situation. I'll give you. Yeah, that was y'all. That was y'all establishment. That was y'all. That was y'all establishment. That's the. That was the situation. It was understood that you come over, have a little play play. You feed me. I go home. That was the trade off. She gets a little play play. I get fed. I go home. That was it. And y'all did y'all talk in between? Did y'all text? Did y'all call? Did y'all do any other other shit outside of that? No, for what? Because she had a boyfriend. Exactly. That was, that was his job. You, exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? This man Joe Wild said. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking This what? man Joe Wild. Right yeah, now, he please. wild. He wild as fuck. Now, situation number two. This man said number two. Number, number one, I ain't ever did no shit like that. I just want to let you know. Please continue. Please continue. You should have tried it. It was fun. It was exciting. <laughs> so this was fun. <laughs> oh, my No, wait. God. I can give you one better. I can give you one better. The situation number two. Situation number one. No. Situation number one. This is a continuation of situation number one. Situation number one had a uh, watch party for a particular game. Inviting me to the watch party with her friends. Guess who was at the oh, watch I remember party? This. Guess who was at the watch party? Situation, situation number, number two. Oh no 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 no! Situation number one is boyfriend. Oh whoa 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 whoa! <laughs> Guess who opened the door for me and welcomed me in? The boyfriend. The boyfriend. 
That's who me and my buddy. Guess who me and my buddy? You sound like situation number one. No, guess who me and my plate? That's again the boyfriend number two. Amen. The fucking boyfriend. Amen. Oh, yeah, this, you sound you sound like you sound like Nevadia's Will Burn. Right oh now. yeah, yeah. You you future you future two point oh. You are Lord Future bitch. right now. <laughs> you you Lord Future right now. Nah, you down bad. No, it's an yeah, hey, hey, bro, hey, 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 not Jose. Jesus, I didn't know. I didn't know he was going to be there. If I'd have known, I would have. I wouldn't have went. I can't even lie. I, I don't me think I never. I never dabbled with somebody with a, in a relationship. Hey, I never. You learn a lot from Bill I, Bellamy. I don't went anyway because I can fight, so I don't give a shit personally. Yeah. Now, since, I never. Now. I never dabbled in a relationship. <laughs> what? Nah, I honestly though, like, honestly though, I, that that's one thing I can't say. I I, I can't do home breaking. I can't do that. I can't do that. that that's that's too much on oh, my guilt. You know, it's, it's gonna fuck yeah. my conscience. I mean, the opportunity shit. never presented itself, but I mean, I, I only yeah. that's why I never never did it because never presented itself that to is, me. That too, yeah. I don't, agree, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it either. <laughs> but my thing, is, I mean, it works. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it can work. You know, my thing is is is. At that time in my life, I was single, so it wasn't my job to care about your relationship. That's your job. That's your job. That's your job to protect your house. If you don't protect your house, who am I to respect? Oh, my God. You know, now, I ain't going to tell that boy nothing no more. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you respect your house, then I... Now, for real, just how I look at it. If you respect your house, then I have all right to respect it. And if I disrespect it, then you have the right to be my ex. If you don't respect your house, then who am I to respect your house? Oh, <laughs> oh man. He worse than me. I'm second place compared to him. Second place. <laughs> second place. Second place. Oh, Lord. What? I, wish I, could I wish I could take out my skeletons right now. This is a while back. This is a long, long, long time. Yeah, long, 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 long time ago. No, 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 no. Nah, we respect your house. That's like that's like this. If someone come in your house, poop, and you and you have all your shoes on the cart, like laid to the side, and your rules in your house is do not put your freaking shoes on my carpet. If I come in your house and I know the law, the, the laws of the land, I put my shoes on your carpet. I didn't disrespect your house. You have every right to whip my ass, right? I'm about to slap the fuck out you. Exactly. But if I walk up in your house. And you have no rules. You got shoes all over the goddamn place. Your counter dirty. Your kitchen dirty. Goddamn. But I can see your drawers from yesterday on your couch. Who the fuck? Who am I? Who am yeah, you're right. You, you, if that's the case, bitch, I'm at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who am I to respect your house? <laughs> I made this house my house, motherfucker. And then before I leave, I'm going to tell y'all, clean this shit up before I get married. Right. Like, that was my mindset back in the day. But see, you know. This is a dog eat dog world. I ain't even gonna lie. And that's a fact, Jack. But this is a dog eat dog world. More power to them. It's a very happy couple. It's a very beautiful relationship that they have. We, I give them the more power and the glory. It was crazy because a lot of that happens so often. Like it's always like the homework and shit. Like, mm-hmm. but like, I, I just blame young dummy for the Oh God. 
That's all. I really blame hey, that. I mean, you you could hey, but you could you could blame that, bro. But you could also look. She knew what she was doing. No, no, she no. That's exactly. what I mean. No, no. That's what <laughs> you I mean feel her. That's what I mean. She was I mean well her. aware of the situation. Hey. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like we, we was both just young, dumb, and full of calm. But at the same time, she knew what she was doing. But it was because she was young. Because I honestly like the dude. He was a real nice dude. Like, and I mean, he is. Like, he's a real nice, nice guy. Like, oh, not the nice guy. <laughs> no, son, I'm not really law abiding like, citizen. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, son. Like, I meant like. No, it's like, like, I stuff together, like, guy, guy, master's degree, good job, real nice, real, like, looks the part. Dude is real respectable, like, real nice dude, real tough. I felt bad afterwards, after I found Ooh. out the type of dude he was. I felt bad, to be honest. Um, oh, Lord. But, yeah, you know, you just, it's, you go through life. You go through life. Hmm. <sighs> What a time. Nice guys always finish off where they started. Facts. <laughs> Facts. That's what, honestly, bro, I think that's what made me turn my demon up. No cap. Because I think anybody, like, as far as, like, in my high school, uh, you know, tenor is like, I was always the nice guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody see me, they're like, you know, Pooh, you know, he cool, kind of funny, you know what I'm saying? But, He's a nice guy, you know what I'm saying. I think uh, the downside I had was like they might they might feel like I'd be in my feelings, but I'm like I'm emotionally like in tune, but okay. But you know, yeah, I was nice guy, cool all around. You know what I'm saying? But where did that get me? Nowhere, nowhere, because. And that's like it goes back to the point of me saying like being toxic for self-defense. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody want to be on the lower end as far as like when the bad shit happened. So it's like, you know, um, I ain't gonna say I really changed. But like as far as like in a self-defense mechanism, like people trying to play with me, I, I don't really allow it as much as I used to. You know, the benefit, the benefit. <laughs> The benefit of a doubt like window is is like real short. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. So yeah. Cause who hurt me? Don't 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 sit up here and say nobody because everybody has that one person. That one situation. Everybody has one person. That it's that one. It, who hurt? Out of out of out of mutual respect of the people that's on this motherfucking podcast, I'm not gonna say nothing. Because <laughs> uh, y'all know me. Y'all know me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I ain't gonna say too much. Okay. You wanna be my number one? You're not acting like the main thing. I let you play wow. the number two. You barely made the second string. Oh my god! Oh lord! Oh, hey, man, I started turning my savage up when I realized nice being that that nice shit just wasn't flying. That shit lame, <laughs> bro. That shit so lame. That shit lame. That nice bro. shit was not flying. Too many rejections. That's what hurt me. Rejection hurt me. <laughs> facts. Hey, facts. Facts. Rejection hurt me bad. I don't even think it was a rejection. Who put up the wall? Who made you put up the wall? 
Bro, I think he won't talk to us about this offline. We're going to talk about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Don't, 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 don't worry about it. Toxic behavior. But like, but like, but like, but probably like for real, like, you know, just that transition, um, really, it was throughout high school, really, but just like that transition phase, like you just, you're around different women in different ages, uh, just different, uh, I don't know, just different walks of life, really. Just they just want certain things. You see how certain people move, you see what they want, and mm-hmm. you start to see the things that you're not. And, you know, you go for the things that you, you might want just off the strength of what it looks like. You know, she mm-hmm. cute, you know, yeah. she she, you know, got high status or, you know, she she might she might be working with something. And then you come to realize, oh, she only fuck with hood niggas. Oh, she only fuck with niggas with money. Oh, she only fuck with football players. Oh, you know, the yeah, you can't Ooh, stop. You can't stop shit. what they like. You can't stop what they like. Right. No. There's, there's no stopping what they like. And, and then, like, once you can be, can we all admit you aim pretty high on a totem pole? I do, and that 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 was my downfall. I aimed me too. too. You know what? B <laughs> went. B went ball for the gusto. Like. Freshman year, oh, I don't think I would say I don't. Senior. I don't think I know about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Augusto. Like, oh, it was we freshmen, and he in the band, hot talking hot <laughs> shit to seniors. Like, bitches. But this is this is high school or college? No, no, this, this, is, this is high school. This is East Saint John. Oh yeah, man, is, hey, I was in the same boat. Don't even trip. Yeah, I'm about to say we 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 all knew that khaki shirt. I ain't, I ain't never even us. tried to talk to nobody that was in the freshman building. So I know what you that mean. That khaki shirt build character. Facts. Y'all, y'all is wild. Y'all was really out here <laughs> shooting at bitches who was legal. We wanted the ones with the polos on. We didn't want the Facts. khaki. Facts. What the fuck? <laughs> we got a t-shirt well, on. Nobody sure. trying to fuck with that. A khaki t-shirt. Well, who who wears a khaki t-shirt? For recreation. Damn. Nobody. Us. Damn. We did it for school uniforms. Nobody doing that shit. That shit lame as a motherfucker. Yeah, I just I just found myself just uh getting rejected, like just for dumb shit. I'm just like, dang, like like what is it about me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Well, it, yeah, it probably yeah, maybe because I was a freshman, but it was also like, dang, like what is it about me? Like I'm a pretty nice guy. I'm pretty handsome. I'm good looking. Like, you know, I'm not like your, t- your average guy. So I'm not reckless. I'm not out here in these streets. Like, I'm not you really like, you know, life tendency. like, you know, I got, I got, I got me a little job, a little side job. So I got a little money coming in my pocket and stuff like that. Like I could take you on dates and stuff and, you know, pay for both of us. You know what I'm saying? I'm like 14, 15 saying, <laughs> I'm this. Like, say he you got know what it saying? on him. You know what I'm saying? He ain't black. I'm out here. I'm out here like that. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm a big <laughs> stepper. Big stepper. Like, nigga was really talking that, that grown man shit like at an early at age. 14. Like, dang, like 14. Yeah. But I'm just, I, I don't know. It's just like when I started like getting rejected so much, it just made me insecure with just maybe who I am. And I had to kind of chase for something that I wasn't. Or just try to be something that I wasn't. I end up, you know, kind of just switching up my whole attitude or character in a way, and that's what a toxic kind of behavior kind of stems from. Mm-hmm. Just from uh, not really getting what I wanted, or just not getting what I thought was best for me. When really I should have just really stayed in my lane, or just stayed 
in my, you know, my season or just mm-hmm. for who was for me <sighs> instead of just chasing, like Joe was saying, shooting for the stars, but I really should have just stayed at the ground. So, no. So, so look. <laughs> no, no, no. So look. I commend, let me tell you, I commend you for doing it. Ah, you, same. You, hey, you, I, same. Hey, it was definitely a chance. It was definitely a chance. You but it, 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 me, bro. <laughs> don't bro. get it twisted. I just yeah, I would say, yeah, bro. You, water. you was doing it for the little man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For the little man. Real shit. Look for the thing, you know? Because niggas like me was shooting at these damn, I was shooting at them goddamn t shirts. <laughs> we wasn't was trying to t- fuck with that. I think I think it was only it was only one that I actually tried and that was it. But after that, nope. I know they said no, I mean, they said I need I need a bitch with a color. <laughs> yeah, see nah. Brendan, take Brendan me to school. You feel that. me? God damn. I was, I was I was aiming for the t shirt and nothing above. Oh yeah, my man Joe is staying neutral. I was I'm just going for what I know. And I lost my freaking way, my dumb ass. <laughs> no man, but to to piggyback off of what Brendan was saying though, um, like I went through that period of rejection too, which kinda like transitioned me into, you know, the Darius lips that I am today. Cause it's like, um, you know, uh and I you know and I I'm only bringing this up because like I used to think this, but I actually heard it one time, which kind of like fucked my head up. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, <clears throat> like somebody said some shit because like I'm married to a white woman and shit like that. But I'm like, you know, I don't have no specific preference when it comes to women. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just fell in love with and got married to who I fell in love with. You feel me? So like, it's not like I ain't experiment. But I went where I was the most loved at. You see what I'm saying? If I ain't getting no love in a certain area, why should I stay there? You feel me? It's like, you know, I dip over that and be like, you know, I see how it's going. But it's like, all right, shit's still the same. I ain't, you know, I ain't going to fuck with it. And uh, and that's like my years in the military really showed me that shit. Because, uh, you know, I get to my unit. I'm in Alaska and shit like that. You know, just like, you know, when y'all say y'all went to college, which I did that before the army as well, but you like you meeting people from all different walks walks of life and shit mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I meeting all these people from like every single part of the country outside of the country as well. And I'm working with them every day and the shit and shit like that. So it's like, you know, <clears throat> I you know, the what's the word I'm looking for? The possibilities have expanded. And shit like that. So it's just like, you know, I ain't back in St. John Parish no more. You feel me? Like me with this single move, I didn't became bigger than my environment. You know, even though people probably won't accept that. But I know I've been accepted it since 2016. But, you know, it's like shit like that. You know, like high school. Fucking. Bro, I would. I think. Ooh, Lord. Boy, when I was single, like, in high school, I was hollering at everything walking. I think I got lucky one time freshman year, whatever. You know, uh, got a sophomore, but it's like, actually, no, I had two, actually. Now I think about it. Actually, he had two. Hey, man, like I told you, I, I was moving, you know what I'm saying? But um, it's just that, like, that transition period where, like, you know, Fucking mentally, you you know, you get kind of broken down, 
and stuff like that. Because, you know, being the nice guy that you are, like, just like Brendan was saying, bro, I'm a nice guy, bro. One thing I know for sure on this planet, I know I'm not an ugly nigga. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know I ain't ugly. I done seen ugly niggas and that ain't me. You feel me? Like, you feel me? Like, I know I know how to dress. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm athletic. Bitch, I'm, I feel like I'm cream of the crop. What is you? What's up? But, you know, it's like, <laughs> I think people always, you know, naturally stick to what they know. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying as far as like, uh, you know, finding where to love at or whatever. And stick to what they know. You know, people always fucking, that's just like fucking you go to a certain club or something like that where you know they're going to play your favorite music. That's where you're going to go to nine times out of ten. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't going to go nowhere else because, like, you know, maybe the the venue is nice, but it's like they got trash-ass music. Nobody fucking with that. You know what I'm saying? So people are programmed to stick to what they know, what works for them. You feel me? But as far as, like, men in that fucking transition period, though, bro, that shit will make or break you. For me personally, yes. for me personally, it made me <laughs> and break me. You know what I'm saying? We all been hurt before, but like, I'm good. Like I said, I'm married. You know what I'm saying? We got three kids and shit. Got a four bedroom house and shit. Like, we straight. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I, I had my make and break moment. I, it, it it was the moment where like I just got fed up with uh, not only rejection but just. Uh, being taken for granted, like you know, what I'm saying, like outside of just being rejected, like I got, I got stood up, you know, at a couple of dates. I got, you know, I had chicks lie and just say, like, you know, I'll, I'll hang out with you and come to meet up, and you don't show up, or I find out you was really with somebody else, or you show up to school with, you know, another dude that you talking to, or just like I've been, I've been pretty much played, you know, in every, every aspect. And that's just surface level what I'm talking about, but I've been played in a lot of aspects and. You know, I just had, I just got fed up with it. Like, I just got tired of, like I said, I just got tired of shooting for the stars. Bro, like, really, I feel I'm like, you. I had to just, I like 100%. I really had to just sit there and just, like, take that. But I learned from it, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like, my, my junior and senior year of high school, that's when I started getting in serious relationships. Same. You know, I, I started Same. figuring out what, you know, what, what love is and just how to really, you know, handle being with somebody else or just being with somebody that actually appreciates you. So, yeah, I mean, like, that whole, I, like, I think that that transition period when you're, you know, going into high school or just, you know, that that puberty, that's not even puberty, but it's just like, you know, you're going into that early manhood like phase when you're like, you know, going to we your 14 it, or we 16. We call it emotional pubescence, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> emotional puberty. You, you start to like realize like what these different emotions are. You just start... Because <laughs> you, you definitely experience fact, heartbreak. Jack. Like, you know what I'm saying? You experience heartbreak. You start, to, uh, you know, wanting to chase other women or you just want to, like, you know, be free or just, like, move free or just move fast. And it's like you can't really move fast. But you got to learn from that, too. You know, when you're, when you're going through your emotions, you're kind of running fast and you're running wild. You can't really control it. You can, but you can't at the same time. Because once you get heartbroken and once you get played, it kind of, you know, kind of puts a stint on you at the same time. Amen. So it's like... <laughs> But yeah, man, like it's just a one heartbreak too many. Like that's just really what it what it comes down to. And you know, I mean, 
it wasn't the ideal thing to learn from. I wish I could have learned in a different way rather than get played and heartbroken. But sometimes you need that because not everybody, you know, mm-hmm. some people can't can't shake it. Some people can't learn from it. But I'm I'm thank God that I did learn from it and definitely, you know, learn to be a better man, a better person and just, you know, how to love a woman, how to love, a, you know, actually be a man in a relationship or be a man, you know, through life, mm-hmm. you know, because you definitely, you know, it's, 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 it's way deeper than just, you know, mm-hmm. being with women. Or just being in a relationship, and you know, it just shows you, like, you know, this is how you maneuver through life. Like, people are going to come and go. People are going to, you know, do what they want. People going to, you know, feel how they feel and do it, you know. And you just gotta either you gonna learn from it, or you gonna let it affect you, or you gonna keep moving. Like, but you can't just sit there and, and just like swallow in it, or just like wallow in your sorrow. Because life only gonna keep moving forward. And that's a fact, <laughs> you don't Jake. Mine. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Chapter 7, <laughs> verse 59 through 52. Oh, my God. Can't hear him quiet. This, this, oh, my like, God. It's like early. And it's, it's not even like college shit, man. This is like I was doing. I was experiencing this is like 14, 15, man. Just not really understanding why I feel like this. Not understanding my emotions. Like, just not understanding well, why you. it got to be like this. Like, <laughs> the, 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 fucking, the fucking weekend just came out with that, you know, the trilogy. Oh, all that. Was, man, come on, I was just man. like, come on, I started man. listening to that at night. It's I'm like, bro, right, like, niggas was in that bitch sick. <laughs> <laughs> like, then Take Care dropped. I'm like, oh, God, double dose. Boy, like, hey, when Take Care dropped, I was sick. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> No, it was a wild bro. time, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, when I tell you me and this dude the same person, bro, this shit don't make no sense, bro. Oh, my God. For real, man. Y'all know, because shit, we always there. Like, shit. Facts. Poop, poop no. Joe, Joe definitely know, because fuck, we was at the house just going, probably going to do the same shit. Poop, too. I'll be pulling up at his house. It'd just be oh, the same shit. Boy, like you know. You know. <laughs> Boy, cause uh, I think for me mostly, like after we uh we got out of high school, that's when um that's when Sam Smith first came out, right? And yeah, like bro, I went to college school. bumping Sam Smith in the Lonely Hour from from top to the bottom every day. You feel what I'm saying, like bro? Mm-hmm. Ain't no, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, I just got to college. You know, I'm a college athlete, a D1 athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like. You know, you thinking I'm about to get out that bitch and, you know, it's about to be the time of my life. Boy, I am sick. <laughs> okay? I'm sick. Go I don't want to talk to nobody, no nothing. But once I shook back, it's like, you know, you know, maybe, you know, I'm I'm really capable of the shit that I know, you know, I, I, I feel like I should be doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. You know, but it's like that taught me, though, really the most important thing, which people would really need to realize, like, you can't stress over shit you cannot control. You know what I'm saying? And that and that and that's some simple shit, but people need to hear it out loud just for the for like for it to resonate within them. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't make nobody feel how they want to feel about me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can't I can't and even if I do, that's me changing me to fit what they like, and that's not how it's supposed to be. Because at the end of the day, they're going to do what they want. Fact. And that's a fact, Jack. They're going to do what they want at the end of the day. That's anybody. For real. It's a motherfucking fact, Jack. 
Man. I'm about to say, is this is this part of toxic toxicity? Because I feel like we started with we, we, we didn't elevate, we didn't it, ele- we, yeah, we <laughs> elevated to something else. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we went back to the root of the problem. I think we went back to the root. Yeah, and then this is like <laughs> yeah, niggas trying to find the core substance of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And then personal shit came out. You know. Oh yeah. But you know, we did good though. You know, we you know because we could have we could have went in very like great detail, but we didn't. But yeah, yeah. But you know that that's maturity and growth. So I'll drink to that. Look at this man, Joe. Saying I'm proud of y'all, <laughs> Mister Fatherhood. Hey man, hey man. Yes. Just a quick side note, man. I just want to give a congrats to Joseph and Abreu on their newborn, Joseph Williams the fifth. Yes, sir, man. Congrats to y'all, man. Welcome to the to the greatest hood that you'll ever know in your life. <laughs> hey, man, appreciate it so much. I thank y'all so much for the love and support. Um, for those of y'all that's been following the pod, man, we've been saying five only for the longest, bro. And five is finally here. Uh, last Friday, our son was born. Uh, Friday evening, man. Healthy baby. Healthy baby, man. We was in a... We was in there. Ain't gonna lie. It felt like forever. We was only up in there for like two nights. Like the baby was born Friday evening. We left Sunday morning. Been home. Yeah, he popped in, popped out. Like y'all, y'all did the thing. Yeah, y'all did, yeah. Y'all did good. Let me, let me tell you, <laughs> contractions hurt. I wasn't even the one that was getting them, but you could, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> they do. I, I, I would say I could. I could tell too. Yes, most son, definitely do. Just real quick, son. We was up in there chilling from like one in the morning to like six. We was big chilling, and then once seven o'clock hit, <laughs> that bit ramped up, and it was like on ten. Um, got a little intense in the little, in the room, but nah, man, everything went smooth. Everything was great. Greatly appreciate Women's Hospital here in Baton Rouge, man. Uh, delivering our son and uh, getting him home. Yo, man, what, what was what? Kind of, kind of talk to us about like. Well, you could just if you want to, but what was that moment like when he came out, like, or just like when, like seeing it? So I actually, so like, like that. So I actually like, I actually watched him come out. So like I stood at the top of the bed next to her, um, but at the same time, you know, I was so small and short, I could like lean my head over and I could see like everything. So mm-hmm. um, I like actually watched him like legit come out. Watch the blood and everything and all that splatter and whatnot. Um, I cut the cord, bro. Like, it was just amazing. Like, just to be, like, you can watch videos and prep yourself for it, but, like, it's really nothing like being in that moment yourself. Like, cutting, cutting the cord for your child, actually being able to, like, hold, um, hold your child for the first time. And, like, you know, they're, like, hollering and screaming and all that, bro. It's just, like, to see the joy... In my wife's face when she held him, like I didn't cry in the yeah. moment, but like in my, in, it was one of those like you could possibly cry. But I think I was just so over, I was just so filled with like just joyous emotion, just happy that like you know we waited all this time and we talked about this day and we we, we planned for this, not like planned it specifically, but like we we said like this is what we want as a family, what we want for ourselves, and to see it actually coming to fruition. Um, it's just amazing, bro. It's amazing feeling. Uh, I did cry once. Her mom was in the delivery room with us, and her mom FaceTimed my mama. And when my mom saw him, 
and just like just to see her face and how happy she was like that's what made me cry um yeah like, um, like a lot of people might not know that like my mom is like my mom is my is my core is my everything like you know i'm yes i'm married i have a child but without my mom i am nothing um and so just to see the, the just how proud she was in that moment that's what really got to me and like put it over the top but i'll be trying to stay strong so i'll be trying to stay strong for, for like a relative and just my thing just you know like i said i try to play into that you know dude on some emotion and you just you know got to be protecting all that in the family and certain things break you down and i feel like that was the one like we've been home for a week so we came home sunday today is we came home last sunday um so we've been home for about a week and a couple of days. When I tell y'all, bro, I've been really like sitting up and I'll be sitting in the house and watching her like change him or watching her feed him um, or watching her just like freaking do some simple shit. Like, he be about to cry, bro. I know yes. It. Like, bro, I know it. I'll be just sitting here like watching this shit. And I'm like, damn, I'm really about to cry right now. And I'll be trying to, I'll be having to like get it together. Like, nigga, what the fuck wrong with you? Um, but like, that's that's how it be, bro. Like it's just to sit here and really think. Like you really have a family. Like you really have your own house. You got your own, like a wife, your kid. Like all this stuff that y'all built together, and it's like happening. Like you talked about it, you planned for it, you dreamed about it, and it's here. Like it's it's really it's, it's beautiful. It's what, um, like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I've done in my life, and there's a lot of things that I've, I've accomplished and hurdles I've. I've I've overcame, bro, but like this one, this one really takes the cake. Um, yeah, yeah. I said, bro, that's it's, beautiful, it's, man. I'm saying it's, it's okay if you want to cry right now. That's beautiful, man, for real. Oh my yeah. god, because like, that's real. Like that, that's 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 honestly real. Yeah, ain't gonna yeah, yeah, Sometimes bro. it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to explain, but like, nah. It's it was. It's really like a, this has probably been like the best. This has really been the best week because um, I was. We was. I was just talking to Real about this. I see why people take maternity and paternity because like it's not just a simple fact of like you have a new person in your life or you have a you have a child. It's the it's the you have to really settle that in, bro. You have to really take time to like understand what you have in front of you, like the precious gift, like the. You know, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to have kids or people, you know, take advantage of it or don't fully value it. And to really sit here and understand that, like, there is a baby that is yours, you know, that came from y'all, that um, that chose y'all to begin. Because people, the way I see it is, like, I feel like children choose their parents. Because, you you know, we could dive into the issue you nothing a lot of people you not boo boo times and I'm this one perfect time you nut like this is the one that pop out like this one you know in your life for a reason and just to just to fully see him bro it's like it really be making me cry sometimes like, like he'll be laying on my chest sometimes and he'll start moving around and you feel his hands are just so fragile and small and just I'm like what the fuck like <laughs> This is I I I can I can stand up against any nigga in this world, son. But this little dude, you have me about to like ball up, like this dude here, saying. Like, oh man, 
What I will That's say, a moment that you're not ready for, because I, I get it now. I get it because my my son's walking and shit. Mm-hmm. When he, when they when you know they run up and hug you. Oh my god, bro! Oh my god, nothing beats that. Nothing beats that, bro. That's like the best part of my day. And my son does this shit at least twenty times a day, mm-hmm. and I be about to cry damn near every time, bro. I'm like, oh my goodness, bro. Wait, man, how you gonna do this to a thug? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, bro, that that shit's beautiful, bro. And I'm, bro, I'm, I'm so happy for you, bro. And honestly, I'm, I'm so glad that your first one was a boy. If I'm being honest, <laughs> so you know the excitement is gonna be in the house once he starts moving around. Cause boys are different. If I'm being honest, girls are girls are easier. The only thing that's like not easy is. Deciding on who's gonna do baby girl's hair, you know what I'm saying. So, but yeah, bro, that that's awesome, bro. I'm I love that for you, man. That's that's awesome. It really is. Like like, like I said, like, just thank I was just thank you to everybody who's been showing love and showing support. You know, the whole way through the pregnancy and once he came and you know throughout, bro. Just thank y'all so much. Really, greatly appreciate it for for um. So yeah, but yeah, man, my son is here and turning up. And man, babies, babies are babies are very, very, you know, very funny creatures, bro. Like he's starting to roll over, <laughs> like he be moving, like when he lay on me, bro. Like I feel like he know what he's doing, but obviously he don't. Like he would be like balled up, and then you can tell once he get comfortable, his freaking arms like spread out and go like around me almost. I'd be like, this dude hugging me, like. He really like yeah, and then it's starting. He learning life, right? And like, and I like he's starting to like roll. Like he's starting to like he'll be in one spot, and like he'll like move. Like his legs will like hit like a flinch low key, and then he'll like almost roll. I'm like, son, how you doing this already? You already been. You only been here a week. Like, or like he'll like when he getting fed, he'll try to like hold a bottle, and I'm just like, son, like how, like how is this already happening? Like, and when people say like time flies, like they. They grow up fast. Just seeing these minor things is like scaring me because I'm like, bro, you just got here. Like, right. You just got here. Like that's the type of stuff. So like, like Pooh said, man, when, once you start crawling, walking, and then you get to the point where you like could really be on your own, like you on your own, standing your own two feet, and get to running, bro. Like I'm, I'm not ready for all that. I'm not, I'm not ready. <laughs> and I don't even, I don't even have kids yet. But I'm for me, I, I think. I'm just going off of what I'm, what it might be for me, but it's just like the idea of, you know, my child knowing that I'm the, like recognizing me as the father, like just not even knowing who I am mm-hmm. or just sensing that connection. I'm pretty sure that's probably like a real surreal and loving moment too. It's just like, dang, like, you know who I am, but you don't even like how, like you just, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like that, that spiritual connection or just like that, that loving connection. Like they just know. They know your voice, like they just they sense your energy, and they just know that you're like you're their father, and it's like damn, like bro, don't nothing beat <laughs> that, bro. Nothing beats that, bro. Like that's like well, you know, uh, well, my son just, you know, the only thing I really like as far as like, you know, as as he's been living now. I just wanted him to say that at first, and that was the thing. I'm like, bro, man, goddamn, wait, hold up, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? That that shit, that shit is beautiful, bro. It really is. Like, oh my goodness, bro. And then uh, another 
another fact because like I want my son to like excel in every asset in his life. You know what I'm saying? Um, and another thing was like uh, as far as like physical features, but the most the only thing I was concerned about was his height because like I'm five nine, his mother is five two. But um, I was told that uh, at the age of like between two and four, they reach like half of their adult height, right? Which my son is like three foot and one inches. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like you gonna be at least six foot. I'm like, man, my boy going to the top. God damn it, <laughs> going to the top. He can do what he, he can do what he want. Do what he want. My boy gonna be. <laughs> Come on, man. Talk. Yeah, man. I'm like, bro. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, it ain't too much love for short niggas. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that I'm necessarily short, but it's like I'm average height. And when you hear average, it's like it's average. You know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. you know, you cross that criteria where you get to six feet, and it's like you know, you you do what you want, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like. Whatever you want to know, just let me know. I got you, cause you, cause you my dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. I love, I love my daughters too. But like, as a, as a father, when you have a son that like, you know, really loves and appreciates you, it's like, damn, bro. I got the chance to make a better me than you know what I'm saying. That I, you know, it's like, I didn't, I wasn't really like that at your age, but. I'm going to make sure at, at that age, you were better than I was at the age. You know what I'm saying? So. For real. For real. It's like, damn. That boy, he going to be a bad son of a bitch. I tell you that, boy. <laughs> that's crazy. Shout out. That's, that's, that's Shout crazy. out to the black fathers. Amen, bro. Real tough. Like, hey, amen. And that's, that's another thing that don't get highlighted too much, bro. Like, I think the growth in like black fathers stepping into the like their children's life bro it the growth has been like outstanding you know what i'm saying like and i think that's the only good thing as far as like social media presence like because you know depending on who you hang with or whoever you interact with in your everyday lives like you know just seeing Black fathers being with their kids on social media outlets. I don't care if it if it's just for a day. Just be present, bro. Be present. Have Rex. influence. You know what I'm saying? Teach your kids right from wrong. Love them, and you'll be all right, bro. Because if you love your kids and teach them right, you'll get that love back a million fold back towards you. I promise you. I promise you, you will. So, we gotta choose love every day, and we gonna keep choosing it. Yes, sir. And that's a fact, Jack. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, I've been definitely been some good good conversations with y'all tonight, man. I ain't, I ain't honestly didn't know where where we would go with it. You know, I think we all kind of just felt like we're just gonna do it, you know, naturally and organically, and it definitely happened that way. You know, we definitely like <laughs> we did a nice job, but I do commend y'all for you know. Freestyling this whole combo. But yeah, man, I just want to uh, just say I'm proud of both of y'all, you know, just for what y'all are doing in your life. And I'm proud of y'all for being in y'all, y'all children's life and your family's life, you know, just being dedicated fathers, dedicated husbands, and just dedicated family men. Just want to definitely give y'all kudos to that. Um, 
Yeah, man, the best is yet to come. Like, for real, for everybody, for all of us right here, right now, you know, three black men on this platform, we just got to, you know, we got to make a difference. And we got to keep, you know, pushing and striving because the world wants wants us to be against each other. The world wants us to fail each and every day. Facts. You know, there's always, you never know what, what can happen the next day. You know, never know who, who's out to get us or who's out to, you know, pray for our downfall. So we just, you know, got to keep on grinding, man. And I... I'm kind of joking right now, but you know, that's some real shit. I just wanted to tell you. <laughs> oh, no, man. We, I appreciate the kind words, brother. I, I, I wholeheartedly appreciate it, man. And, you know, uh, you just don't know, man. You're up next, you know. And if you, uh, yeah. you know, you know what you could go to if, you know, if you ever need yes, advice sir. on certain things, you know what I'm saying? So, yes, sir. You know, it's all love between all of us. So, hell yeah, man. <laughs> Definitely, definitely appreciate y'all. Definitely, you keep trying to deny it, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna come. Yeah, it's gonna come. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come. Soon, I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I be, I, I be, I be feeling it. I'm like, dang, it, like, maybe this might happen sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, uh, I don't care what nobody says. It always happens when you're not ready for it. So don't, yeah. you know, you might, you know, you be like, yeah, I'm ready for whatever. Nope. I promise you. I promise you. Right. You never. I was really bro. just in the living room playing a game, and somebody was like, "Yo, I think it's uh, I think we a little behind schedule." I said, "What the hell you mean behind schedule?" <laughs> 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 and I'm like, "All right, big bet, cool. It is what it is. It's gonna come in a couple of days. It's go time." Nah, look. I mean, that'd be like. No, that, that happened too. for both of my kids. No cap. I was like, we got a couple of days. I ain't tripping. I'm going to work. Like it ain't nothing wrong, but I pull up, I pull up Monday. Hurry up, come inside. I gotta take the test. Take the test. I sat on the sat on the sink and watched that line pop up. I said, "Hey, it's go it's time." Go time. <laughs> <laughs> it's morphing time. I would say let me let me correct myself. I said for both of my kids, but you know the two that I made. That's what I'm saying. Like that. That's what happened for both of them. You know what I'm saying? We got yeah. we got three kids in our family. You know what I'm saying? I gotta clear that up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah, man. It, it you know you like I said you never be ready. You know what I'm saying? My whole life changed within a whole year. No cap. No cap. So. You know, like I said, man, you you know, you know where we at if you need us, bro. It's all like I said, it's all ready, bro. You know what I'm saying? So already. Yeah, man, it's been this has been episode twenty twenty of the Woody Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We just changed our name on uh social media. It used to be Woody, but now it's a Woody Podcast for both social media platforms. So check us out on uh Twitter and Instagram at Woody Podcast, Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, yeah, man, just definitely appreciate y'all for tuning in. We had our special guest Pook, who's a reoccurring guest, who was on the Food for Food for Thought episode. Y'all can go check that out. Yes, also sir. check out this episode too. I might I might name this guy talk just to keep it <laughs> keep it a hundred. I'm gonna call this guy talk. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Hell yeah, but yeah, man. I want to wish y'all a happy happy holidays. And a happy new year in case we know we don't get uh talk to each other don't have an episode before them just want to wish y'all happy holidays and a happy new year reflection episode coming soon because we're gonna be reflecting on our our first year on the podcast just saying you know just our experiences and just you know what we learned 
and just, you know, some of the good, some of the bad or just, you know, just, just to talk about life, just to talk about this journey that we've been on mm-hmm. just outside of just what, outside of what it really is. Cause what is just about family, about friendships, about camaraderie. And it's just about good conversation. So just going to really just chop it up. Can't wait for that episode to come. Be on the lookout for that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm about to wrap it up. So wrap it up like some magnums. This guy. <laughs> All right. It's crazy just talking about fatherhood. All right. All right. <laughs> wrap up, kids. All right. <laughs> we out of here. Whoa.